What's going on, everybody? Cali Death Podcast back once again, episode 48. I'm here with the usual resident homies, my fucking buddies that I get to hang out with every week, Casey, Jill, and Joseph. And uh, thanks to all the subscribers. Thanks to all the people who are new. Thanks to the, everybody who's pre- pushing this shit around. Love it. The numbers are still going up, creeping towards 1,000. I'm loving it. Um, uh, yeah, so super cool. We're here on a Saturday. It'll be... I think we're dropping this today, right? Uh, so yeah, Saturday, um, Iceland-based band Ophidian Eye. We got John and Daniel with us. A fucking tech death yeah. powerhouse, dude. This album is fucking insane. And thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, brother. Right yeah, on. Man, we're super excited to do it. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah, totally, man. Totally, man. Big fans of the podcast. For sure. Yeah. Nice. Casey, Casey had uh, brought it to the table and I, I had never heard it. And I was literally, I, I was blown back oh, as soon insane. as it started playing, dude. I've been like shoving it down their throats. Like, <laughs> it I, have been, but, uh, I mean, I remember one time I ran this it, one, watch this video. Yeah. It came on like a, a radio, you know, like when you listen on Spotify, like if the band ends, like the album ends, it starts going into like other stuff of the genre. Man, so yeah. It randomly went into that, like before I even heard your guys' name and I like, like it was completely i was like this isn't this is a band this is humans <laughs> i was like jesus like it's it's basically just it's debatable progressed You've, you guys are just raising the bar of what's available and to do now you know it's fucking awesome to see but yeah super oh, yeah. stoked you guys are on that's sick Thanks, man. man sick man yeah really appreciate it Fuck yeah. so i mean daniel you could take us back to uh your origins first if you don't mind, yeah. just because I'm John, how long have you been with the band? Um, I've been since 2019. So, okay. Dan's story will be a lot more interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm sure we'll get to some interesting stuff with you too, but I'm just saying yeah. since it's uh, Ophidian, I geared episode where we'll start with Daniel. Yeah, dude, take um, it away. Yeah. So yeah. take us all the way back to your beginnings, bro. Like what made you want to start writing music? What made you, you know, what bands were, were your influences? When did it click for you? Like, this is the path I'm going to take. Yeah, sure, man. Well, uh, uh, I was born like in a very small town here in Iceland, like uh, roughly like 10,000 people live there. Uh, my father was a musician. So like most of my, most of my uh, like early influences and, uh, and the bands that really like got to me were like, just back then, like in the sort of like pre during post grunge era, like most of those like uh, Smashing Pumpkins, like uh, Alice in Chains, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, most of that stuff has like really stuck with me like throughout. So like I really, I really clicked with that sort of st- all that stuff and him being like a guitarist as well. It was sort of like, uh, it just made perfect sense for me to just like go down that route. Like, mm-hmm. I really don't like remember having like any other aspirations apart from actually snowboarding. Like yeah. that was like a really big one for me for a while. And so what age, what age is this that you're speaking of when you were into all the post grunge stuff? Like I was like two years old. Like oh, I was okay. just like, wow. Like, so he's re- listening really to that small. around the house too. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. This programming was, you. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, exactly like that and i know that like now it was just it was of course just his like what made him tick you know back then and still does so it just made sense for him of course to like pass that on to me as well Mm -hmm. but uh him and my mother were like really young when they had me so it was sort of like a tumultuous upbringing 
like uh, moving around a lot and stuff like that. But uh, but everything good, you know. Uh, like pretty early on, like when I was like four, he like gave me a guitar, like a really like a nice like smaller acoustic like guitar, which I was like I remember still remember getting it, being like wow, like yeah, this is happening, you know, and then like uh, the day after he like had to borrow it or something to like a theater and i never saw that guitar again so i didn't like get a guitar until like the real story was that he decided to do like a end of the show Jimi hendrix thing and just start yeah, like, yeah, yeah. on fire yeah. and then, like, <laughs> probably, probably we had a like joke that. about that earlier with the dads buying their kids the guitar that they actually want He's like, oh, hey, yeah. <laughs> by the way i got like a gig tomorrow so i'm gonna need that yeah, yeah. yeah. So i got you the signature cool. steve vai model uh, yeah. for i'll you. hold on to it for you it's a little heavy <laughs> yeah that's so that's yeah that's pretty much exactly what was happening but uh, <laughs> but yeah uh, then like uh, a few years later i moved to uh, the capital uh, with my with my mother and uh, i met like uh, just i remember like we moved during the summertime and i was like uh, i was 6 years old 6 or 7 and oh six, and uh, I remember like uh, because I was really into like skateboarding as well. Like the town that I'm from is like really into everything like sports, extreme sports, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's like caters super well to that. All that like I don't know, John. Have you been there to Akureyri? Yeah, yeah. We drove through yeah. it on the way back from Istanbul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, tight. Yeah, it's like it's like there's a there's a really nice like ski resort just in That's, town. Okay. So you can just like do basically everything just there. Have and you guys ever had like an X, like a winter X games there or something? Like yeah, it seems yeah, like, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. That seems just like, like a local, local thing. It's, it's called the uh, uh, AK extreme. It's just an okay. X games ripoff basically. <laughs> totally. But, uh, but yeah, but so I like moved to the capital six years old, grabbed my skateboard, just went out to, uh, to the parking lot, like outside my house to just skate. And this guy like came out like a, like a, a guy was like a bit bigger than me, like a red, redheaded, like a, like a really loud guy, you know, mm-hmm. similar to John, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, he was like, uh, me and him just clicked like right off, right off the bat. And, uh, me and him were like together, like in all sorts of music, musical projects, like throughout like middle school, but, uh, his brother, was like into music as well and i of course had my like basically just the catalog of stuff that my father listened to like in my you know in my backpack and i still remember like so vividly just going up to his house like this friend of mine's and uh, his brother like was just bringing in like some like i think it was like an earth crisis album i don't remember which one nice. uh, and like he just introduced us like because he was listening to it and we were like what's that mm-hmm. that, that sounds yeah. weird and then he like showed us pantera and all sorts of other stuff which which i didn't really like get at the time but it was like super intriguing like i, mm. I remember so well just like listening to it and being like wow this is like a, a world like this is something else you know yeah, yeah. and uh, uh like shortly thereafter really uh, like or at least like two or three years later you know just you know we were just young kids you know but this sort of like stayed with us like intrigue to this world like what so we went into like just acdcr and maiden that sort of thing just like the traditional avenues 
much of them due to like uh, yeah this brother of his and also like when i brought it up to my dad you know he knew of this stuff as well and was like yeah 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 there's 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 cool stuff there you know this this band and this band. so you said your your dad was you said your parents were young when they had you how how old is or how much older like your dad's kind of like not that much older than you then really you know in the sense yeah. a lot of people have like you know their dad's listening to like Jimi hendrix and doing all this other shit like your dad's yeah, yeah, like yeah. kind of on the cutting edge yeah at his so age like my, kind of yeah so like my father just like turned 50 just like a few days ago actually i'm like yeah. 50 dude yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy yeah. and how old are you now uh i'm 28 okay okay yeah okay so, so he's, he's 22 22 23 yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I have my my first kid at twenty six, so I but I did start earlier than everybody else I knew who had kids too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just weird to like because you know a lot of people do talk about their parents or their uncle or something like that having like a musical influence, but if your dad like shows you Pantera, I don't know. My brain like <laughs> my brain's like doesn't compute. It doesn't like, compute. Like, <laughs> yeah. Dude, I tried. Well, I I showed my kids metal, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, they're going to be our age in like 90 years. But so they still like... don't have the software for the death metal, dude. We've talked about that. Dude. Yeah, yeah. No matter how it. much I put it. I didn't have it until I was like 20 or 16 or something. You know, it was mm-hmm. a while till I got it. So, yeah, you got to like do gra- that. That whole process, dude. You gotta, yeah, yeah, you gotta, yeah. It, it has to be like either like a gradual thing where you just like, yep. yeah, you just sort of lean into it or just there's also this point where you just like really want to get into it. Mm-hmm, like yeah. you hear it and you're like, yeah, this is like, this is cool. I want to like get this, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. just what this is about. And it's, it's, it takes a bit of effort, you know, but I think what happens there, with just... metal too, it's like a, it's like a snowball. Like, like when it first yeah. starts, like in, in the beginning, it's like, you're kind of like, okay, this is catchy. This is good, whatever. And then like, then you start like, what's crazier? What's crazier? What's yeah. Crazier? yeah. And it starts yeah. like, it's yeah. yeah. this ball that you like, basically like it goes dsi then you go like oh fucking you know spawn obsession and like you start like going like up and up and up and it's like it's just like there's never ending snowball and that's where the fuck you guys came from i, I can tell by listening <laughs> like you guys have pushed to the limits of what i've heard i'm like jesus it's like what's gonna be after you guys like i just like, <laughs> it's gonna there's be like gonna a, be something man yeah, it's gonna be so sure. fast it's like a thousand beats per minute guitar system everything's it's gonna be like a, just one solid noise just be like <laughs> just the dial tone that's the next like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. anyways yeah bringing it back sorry i'm, I'm drinking he's got a pay hey, snowball references in the icelandic episode oh <laughs> yeah, for sure what for up? sure yeah yeah, yeah. yeah makes yeah. sense makes sense <laughs> yeah but, but like my father wasn't really like into metal at all really but he was like very aware aware of it and like stuff that was like almost metal like was totally up his alley but everything with like screaming and stuff was like not for him like and he was like for the most part like especially like uh, once he sort of like grew as a musician he like played like singer songwriter stuff and like did pretty well with that sort of thing for a while was like like touring a lot and like their songs were like featured in some films and some like grace anatomy shows and stuff like that so it's like that's that sort of like indie like singer songwriter stuff but like it's all still like very like musician like oriented so it's like it's like tough stuff to play so like um, while i was going down this like metal route i was still like going like i was still following him as well Mm -hmm. down that like whole avenue so like for a pretty long time i was like mainly playing like acoustics and working on like songs in that whole genre 
but while still being like super interested and in, and in listening to a lot of death metal and and other stuff. So yeah, it was sort of I've always sort of like split it into two, at least in my mind. That's sort of how I've approached it. But uh, but when yeah, you start uh, thinking about like doing a ri- oh sorry if you were gonna continue. No, that was, that point. sorry man, sorry man. I was Go just gonna say what what age did you start getting serious to where you wanted to start jamming jamming with other people? uh was that well, later on no that was that's sort of like that was sort of like an off and on kind of thing for me because like being in bands is 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 tough especially like if you have like uh, because not everybody had the sort of upbringing that i had whereas like i was like consistently looking at my father and being like this is what i want to do like and i know that and he was like constantly telling me that it's like this is like a lot of work, you know, you have to be, you know, really good and really like hardworking and like you have to make, you have to make it count. Yeah. And I know that like almost everybody around me growing up were like not there, you know, (laughs) they were just like more like, yeah, just doing sports and like watching the, uh, the new Batman film or whatever, you know, they were just like not into that whole deal. Small town of 10,000 people. It's going to be hard to find a lot of people that not only align with your interests, but can play, you know, at the same level or play. You don't play to contribute to a bit. It's like putting that together. Definitely. That's what tripped me out about Psychroptic, like in that small little Island that they like somehow found a death metal, like a total small town. They they somehow gotten a death. It's the brother situation. The the hard getting a drummer and a guitar player together at the same house to grow up together and train together and all that stuff. That is the bit. I think that's what made it. And then everybody else. also, Also too, like I think what a big deal for them too. And probably what helped a lot is that they had like a metal shop you know, like a CD shop that had the metal thing. Like if that was never there, you might mm-hmm. never have seen Psychoptic, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah, that yeah. like got him into it as a kid and stuff. But yeah, it's cool. It's really interesting seeing these small towns and stuff like finding this music, you know, because it's not like accessible really, you know, so that's, and it is usually no. an older brother of somebody. We always said uh, yeah. it's funny. It, yeah, another thing, yeah. I'm sorry to take it back to what we were just talking about earlier, but the whole older sibling um or you know the father being a musician and be and influencing the child to become a musician having the older brother or the friend's older brother no matter where we're at on this planet it seems like it's very common how us dudes get into metal you know it's 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 only like a a finite amount of things that will put you you to it ingredients you know yeah and then boom you got a metal head I'm yeah. still waiting for one story to be like, dude, my sister showed me Cannibal Corpse. <laughs> 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 that hasn't happened yet. We'll see it. We'll find it. We'll That'll be there. awesome, yeah, yeah, yeah. dude. For sure. I'll be for fucking sure. stoked. You'll see me like. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my little sister showed me fucking eating <laughs> yeah. back to life. <laughs> uh, uh, Anyways. yeah. All right. Sorry, back. Daniel. Yeah. No worries, man. Uh, well, uh, yeah. Where was I? Yeah. So like, uh, Actually, yeah, like back then when I like met that guy that I, I sort of like, yeah, figured all of these things out, like fundamentally, uh, I was living in like the capital. Like I, ju- I just moved there and met him and, uh, and uh, we sort of like did all sorts of like 
exploring like both like musically and also just like in terms of like skateboarding and also so like we did all sorts of like gnarly stuff that it doesn't make any sense to think about right now like <laughs> building all those like some weird ramps and doing some mm-hmm. like crazy shit but still and we also had like his uh uh, his garage was basically just free reign for us so we were like able to just do something there and like, like i remember like firstly we were just like putting some stuff on like earth crisis or something and then just like playing a guitar but like it was just like booming earth crisis you know <laughs> we were just miming it <laughs> like, it's also like thinking about it now it's like a really weird band to have been into like at that age because it's like a super specific sort of it like is. Yeah, yeah. yeah and and also just like a very yeah just like a very like politically minded sort of mm-hmm. band but mm-hmm, totally yeah but it was pretty cool they're yeah. straight edge man were they straight edge straight edge yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. yeah like yeah. Hardcore straight, that's for sure. Yeah. Yep. But uh but yeah, like we then like a few years later, when we were like probably eleven years old or something like that, uh, we like decided to like form like a, a proper band, like in our minds. Uh that was mostly due to like a band that was pretty big in Iceland at the time called the Minus. I don't know if you've heard of it. It was like a band that was signed to relapse for a while. Can you and spell it? They, spell it for me? Uh it's just basically minus but with like a, oh, okay. uh, a D. With a D? No, just a minus, minus, just with minus. like an, an E. That's like an Icelandic letter. Oh, okay. okay. Cool, cool. Yeah. But it's a, it, and it was like a really, it was a really cool band because it was like the vocalist of the band was, uh, was the son of like the, uh, the Icelandic Elvis Presley, basically. <laughs> so he was like, so who's already that? Who's like, the, who's the Icelandic? Like, I need to know who the Icelandic yeah, I know who he is. is. <laughs> wait, wait, I need to look him up too. Yeah, yeah, I need to know. Yeah, yeah. He is a guy called uh, Björkvin Halterson. Jesus. Uh, you guys yeah, have the gnarliest language. You guys have the gnarliest language. I'll be checking. Yeah. I'll be checking him out first before the relapse band. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna have to type in Icelandic Elvis Presley because that sure name will is. Come yeah, up, yeah, yeah. He's bound to come up. He's bound to come up for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. But but those guys sort of like had the just like sort of like the sweetheart avenue because of him so they like this was like a band that sounded like early sounded like just converts basically it was like just very gnarly like hardcore stuff mm-hmm. uh but because of his like links with the with like the uh like the to- local tv station and stuff like that you could you would see these this band name popping up everywhere and uh, and the guys were also like sort of living like the the old school rock and roll lifestyle you know like later on they sort of started started to sound like a mess between converts and motley crew well, like it was like a very uh, weird blend and they like they did well for a while until like they basically pissed it all away because you know they were just deep into like substance abuse and stuff like that mm. but it's still like a one of my favorite bands like i listen to their records all the time still and it's just it's just awesome stuff i re- recommend you taking up it's like really cool nice. but, uh, uh, and i met those guys like also like at the same time sort of uh, through my dad because he was working at like a restaurant like uh, while still working on music and these guys were friends of his as well and uh, these were like really like gnarly types uh, like they sort of like took over this restaurant for like periods of time so they would like just 
like sit in those those restaurants and be like drinking beer like just all day and i remember like the first time i met the bass player i like walked in and like my dad like comes says hi and, and like yeah just yeah, sit here by like thrusted he's like a really he's a he's a cool guy he'll you, you'll like him you know and i like knew i knew who he was like right away and he was like the first thing that he said to me like i was 11 you know first thing he said to me so how old are you and i was like i'm 11 and he so how many girls have you fucked? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, I don't know. But yeah, like, so, so we just like formed a band basically just as like a, almost like a tribute to those guys because they were just like the coolest at the time. And, uh, uh, we like did a few shows, which sort of like got some like attention, but uh, just, you know, we were just so young and basically just uh, how like young people think and like just kids, you know, uh, there's just a new thing every week, you know, so like the guys didn't really stick with it. I was basically the only one that like really wanted to like pursue this. So, uh, so the band like broke up, but uh but it was like a really like formative experience for me because it like made me think it like so like that early I was like able to like think that that's possible you know to like make this into something because like we only did like a few songs and like a few gigs but it still like made something you know and you know there were some possibilities so so that was like a, yeah it, it had an impact on me for sure okay. and uh, yeah so like later on like i was mostly just like exploring like the last few years before high school like i was mainly just exploring music on my own and working on like acoustic like singer songwriter stuff so like i still remember like be because iceland is such like a small country and at the time i wasn't really like like associating with anybody who was into like metal or anything like other than just yeah just some regular music you know so uh i like found out this this shop this like small cd shop here in iceland which is still going strong which is just this like one old guy who just you know has and orders in records what's his name balti yeah shout out to that guy because he fucking brought metal to your little town and fuck yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that yeah, actually yeah is, it's yeah. a huge influence like bigger yeah, than you know, sure, you know for sure yeah, yeah. yeah totally totally and uh yeah and him just uh like he just had all this stuff. So I just, I had sort of this routine where I would just like go downtown, visit my father at the restaurant and then come and like pick up a few records at his, you know, at his shop. And I was like, it, it's really weird to think about it now because like back then being like so out of touch with how like the, uh, the scenes work in like metal, like I remember pretty vividly, like ordered, like going to the store and like purchasing a few CDs, which I was like super excited to get. And it was like an SLA Dying album, uh, an Unearth album, uh, Deicide, Once Upon the Cross, and oh, yeah. uh, Pierced from Within. Damn. And like, and like, I loved all of those albums. And I yeah, was that, like, that, is it the first uh, unearth, the, that unearth one that stings of consciousness or whatever? It was like the first one. Uh, that one, like, I, th I think it was like the storm one. Okay, it was the one like, after one. Yeah, the, yeah, I just yeah. Didn't think, like that 
process when I first heard that I was like Jesus because I didn't even know there was a hardcore I was like talking about this little previous podcast I didn't know like sure, the yeah. genres at all but I was like this mm-hmm. band like shreds you know like yeah yeah really good guitar players so I'm like whoa mm-hmm. like because it used to be just like dun 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 dun, dun but they like brought like exactly, melodic yeah. value to it but yeah anyways keep going sir yeah yeah totally and it's it's a cool band like I I don't really listen to them anymore but it's like hearing their stuff it's like yeah that's it's solid you yeah. know it's cool totally yeah. yeah 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 but it was yeah and, and it, so it was like for a pretty long time it was it was just like the whole sort of spectrum was just and it still is you know but uh but yeah just like not realizing how like things often work within metal genres because like being like a death metal guy you don't really listen to Ashley dying you know or anything like that so that that I was mean, something i was one I, of them but i i went through that to get to death metal so i was able to go sure, back yeah, yeah, yeah. you yeah. know and and i, I had he's, he's always been one of those like friends that like he doesn't give a shit what you think about what he listens to yeah, so yeah, yeah when yeah. we were when we were like younger we we give a shit what people thought we listened to you know what i mean like mm-hmm. yeah. we're like it's like oh you listen to that and we'll just like discredit you and like if in our group and stuff it just like oh, and i wouldn't care about that statement and i'd be like well i fucking jam out to it so yo, yo, like, whatever dude i like i see or I'm, i'll say it just for joseph icp <laughs> <laughs> and uh and uh i like uh kill switch engage i almost like just all these, like... on the screen dude <laughs> but uh, no i like all these like random you know like the bands that are just like they're very pop you know like yeah yeah I now definitely... now I, I finally hit that like in probably 34 years old probably is when i like finally was like i don't give a shit like make fun of me mm-hmm. i'm gonna listen to it while you're making fun of me though so, totally. <laughs> you know, like yeah. you know it's like i'm into different things like it doesn't have to be like fucking murderous music origin going 260 or 300 beats per minute all the time like i have like and, you know, it's like, that's what I always respected about Anthony. I mean, I didn't respect it at the time, but going back and looking back, I'm like, hey, Anthony didn't, didn't give a shit. He was like, no, I like this emo band or something that you guys are going to make fun of. And oh, totally. Like, yeah, you like, variety like, is the spice of life. Exactly. Well, not only that, mm-hmm. dude, you like, get, you, you get to hear little things that are strange, like a side project. There's a side project of Into the Moat that was called Free Martin, and it was technical emo punk, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's like literally the pop punk bands that you're fucking you're talking about right now but like with crazy drumming and like wicked time signatures and you're like oh well, dude there's I- like they're not like they're not targeting like specific technical like emotions like, like, <laughs> like <laughs> it's still cry it's still cry metal it's but like, it's really, like, yeah it's like really sophisticated emotions it's like i'm not quite <laughs> yeah. sad but it's everybody like else is basically like, doing I don't know everybody's why. doing the same thing as a pop punk band would but then the drummer's just fucking like like fucking going crazy the whole time and you're just <laughs> yeah, like that's yeah. the guy who's got the fucking hardest job in the band right? he has a yeah. song about like how like he stubbed his toe at uh fucking uh disneyland and his dad yelled at him <laughs> like all specific technical i think they scrubbed it too i think they scrubbed it i don't know if they want it like associated with the band or not but they only did like a four song ep and Free Martin? You can't, you can't, yeah you can't even i mean maybe somebody could find it better than me but i'm not like the best googler but it's like it's out there i, I know it happened i have a physical copy of the cd because i bought it at an into the moat show because oh, okay. that's another thing that i would do too is being at the merch table like anything that the band was selling like this is associated with this member i'd, I'd be like oh, how much money i got dude like how many of these cds can i buy you know and you end up getting yeah. fucking like martyr some something. gold yeah yeah i got, yeah, yeah. I got yeah. martyr at a cryptopsy show i didn't even know about martyr before that and oh yeah because what's dang. the name playing yeah, yeah daniel yeah and, and if i didn't buy those cds i i mean i eventually would have came across Martyr. for me martyr was just a it was a spawn of possession thank you or like 
influences list. Mm-hmm. So the first one was Martyr, and I was like, okay, so their first one's Martyr, so we have to go buy all the Martyr now. Let's yeah. basically like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's yeah. funny because the so shout out to our friend Josh Seitman who uh, used to do merch for us way back in the day. He was a good friend of ours, and he's always been like showing us music and been like, you guys need to check out this band. And he like he, he used to work at this record shop in Santa Cruz, and like so. He's always been researching awesome bands and stuff. And so he's the mm-hmm. one who showed us you guys. And he was like sending it to me multiple times. I'm like, man, he's serious. Like, he's like <laughs> you check it out. Yeah, dude, yeah, you need to go check you. it out right now. Like sending it over and over. Just like I've been doing to them. Stop you know? what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's funny because he's super critical of that. Like he still to this day makes fun of us for liking Tool. That's what I'm like, saying. Tool, dude, they're great. I have a Tool about? shirt on right yeah, now. Just wrong because I bought, randomly got it. But yeah. Yeah. Like it's, I mean, no, so, he likes Tool. He's just lying to you. Well, he like, he'll, he'll like tear you <laughs> apart. If you, if you put on some Pearl Jam or Red Hot Chili Peppers, you're going to hear it about it. For yeah. That's, that's, I mean, Ever did, I mean, you know? not to not to throw Josh under the bus, but as far oh, as like back when we were like, you know, he's one of our best friends. But like when we were younger, like I would never want to get caught listening to something like lame in front of him. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, he, he was the one that was like, he, yeah, he looked in my or fucking car one time and saw a Poison the Well CD, like in the back, like under my, it was like half under my 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 seat, and he's all. Sick Poison the Wall CD, dude. Fuck, it was just like, <laughs> I didn't never even he saw it under my seat. In he Such looked a... in my car when he's walking by it. Yeah. Looked in, saw it, and he's like, "I'm gonna give Joel shit about this." <laughs> I never even listened to it in front of him ever. <laughs> that was all freaked out. Like I don't want to like. Josh is like the cutting edge of like cool stuff, so I gotta like yeah, gotta listen. Sure, to, like, but, only like yelling and stuff in front. But of he him. would keep up appearances. Yeah, he would exactly. put on the most power metal of power metal that you've ever. Yeah, I mean, he would listen to the most like. Powerful. He likes shitty stuff too. So <laughs> you know, it's it. <laughs> no, it's not shitty. I mean, it's shredding. It's just, it's just. No, it's like it we used to fun. kind of make fun of him, but we, 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 we like power metal too. But it was just, you know, like there was a lot of that going around. It was really funny. And speaking of power metal, like, I, I mean, I'm sure to a degree, you guys are influenced by power metal with all those insane solos and stuff. I mean, do you have any? Not consciously, I don't think. Really? Okay, maybe yeah, that okay. was a surprise <laughs> to us. All the all the Dragon Force comments were completely oh, unanticipated. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So <laughs> apparently subconsciously, but not consciously. I think it's just the shredding, like people, yeah, because they're just it's kind of like just so fast that like, you know, it's like because that's what's crazy about power metal is the, is the guitar solos and the shredding for the sure, yeah, yeah. drums. Yeah, it's kind of like chill stuff. It's like mm-hmm. fun, yeah. fun stuff. And then the solos come, and you're like, damn, that's like power metal. <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys got solos that are like all different styles. Like, I mean, it goes in like sick breakdowns and cool, like just slower parts that are all melodic and rad and then there's like the fastest most crazy shred and you also do really cool like i, I don't know it's like it just constantly changes it's never like this like it's always interesting and you do these crazy harmonies it's just like dang dude like so well written <laughs> sick yeah, it's super catchy like, what's the, the um i think it's storm aglow oh yeah track off of desolate mm-hmm. that that riffs it's been in my head ever since I heard the song for the first time, and it seems to be the song that I always want to listen to again when I go to listen to you guys. Yeah, it's like it's one of those songs that I even repeated it. I went back, and that's what <laughs> that, another great thing about you guys is that you guys don't really have the lengthy tracks. You know, you kind of just yeah. you have the fucking. It's pretty here concise. It is. Yeah, here's yeah. three, four, five minutes of just straight pummel to your face and then we're on to the next one you know yeah and that's kind of how odious has been too that's why i kind of like i vibed with that too like how we're just get in get out and then move on to the next song Mm -hmm. but 
and that gives you a t- you know get you're able to repeat the song twice and you still haven't even made it to as long as some of these fucking bands are putting songs out you know yeah but i love that one for sure and and the catchiness of it like it that's that's one of the things that you can still be this fast precise and technical but still have uh melodies that will you know catch the 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 human I, I don't even know the word but there's like parts in the human brain that you, uh, you don't have to be a death metal person to actually yeah, yeah, like to get like into you it, can yeah. hear it in the background yeah. and be like oh that melody is actually taking my attention off of whatever i'm doing that type of deal mm-hmm. so tapping into that with this crazy ass music is is something that i think that is what made you guys shine for me listen and yeah. still shine but yeah. yeah, dude. I mean, that was such a fucked up way to explain all that. But <laughs> it makes perfect sense though, because it's 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 pretty much exactly like what we were going for, basically, just to like do like as intense music as we possibly could, but try and like keep it like super technical and super catchy. You know, mm-hmm. have like the balance between the two. And oh, yeah. like for, for Storm Glow though. That was just me trying to write a spawn possession song. Like, I at think least, that's where I, I, I yeah. definitely my my thing. It did get the Dragon Force vibes just a little bit, but I was like spawn of possession. There's some Black Dahlia tasting riffs in there, that, mm. but it's like spawn definitely was like I was like, oh yeah, this guy definitely listens to spawn, but mm. in it, but it's not like spawn of possession outright either. It doesn't. It no, make no, no, me, no, oh, no, like no. oh, we got a fucking clone here. No, not at all. No, no, no. We have something yeah. that's totally you know its own thing but still it's one of the many influences can play om- pay homage homage i'm a fucking shitty talker <laughs> <laughs> i'm the drunk you're doing great <laughs> it's this day drinking uh 8.8 beers that's what it is oh yeah that'll do it <laughs> <laughs> i mean to that point um i hadn't so when they approached me with the with the proposition of tracking a vocal demo because they didn't have a vocalist at the time i hadn't done vocals in maybe eight years like in any capacity and but i was just not able to like it was a situation where i assumed that i probably would never do it again but i couldn't pass up the opportunity just on upon listening to the the instrumental tracks i was like Mm -hmm. fuck like this is uh and speaking of like the influences come through like they're in, in it, it was just like washing over me, like this nostalgia of all these albums that I loved growing up and hearing, hearing that influence in the music, but then making it their own thing. It was just like, they got me hook, line and sinker. I, I couldn't not do it. And uh, yeah, I think you guys are all picking up on that as well. Yeah. I mean, it hits, totally. it hits me in the early two thousands vibes, but yep. like on crack, you know? Yeah. So and and like much more sophisticated. <laughs> yeah. How did they get in touch with you then? Um, I've known our other actually uh, Dan and our other guitarist Simon um, way back to their first album. Alphidian actually has an album before Desolate, and um, the uh, at the time I was in a band that had just got signed to Unique Leader, and um, Simon must have seen like a presser for that and saw that I have an Icelandic surname and was like, this guy, like, here's my end. And he like slid in the DMS and was like, Hey, let's do some cross promotion between our debut album and your debut album. And he and I just became fast friends after that. And ever since. And so we've, I mean, and I, I went out in like 2013 was the first time I went out and I went to a festival and that's where I met, uh, Dan and, uh, Ragnar and, and, uh, 
Simon in person for the first time. And, uh, and yeah, it just, we've stuck with it. And um, when they, you know, exhausted all their other options for vocalists, they're like, Hey man, (laughs) you uh, you still trying to do this? (laughs) That's actually what I wanted to ask you um, specifically to you, John, is that um, you sound like you're from Santa Cruz, like, but you're you're are you in ice where are you right now i'm a, i was born and raised in san diego i've okay. i've never lived in iceland um i have familial relations going back to like my i think my grandpa was the last like relative that lived on iceland but he was a uh um not to like get too in the weeds on my family history but he was a, a fisherman in the north atlantic and had like fishwives all across uh, like in England, like my, and he had kids from women in, in Iceland as well. And so my dad was like born in England and then came over here. And, uh, the way, uh, Icelander, Icelandic surnames are compiled in like a very specific fashion where it's typically, if you're born in Iceland, the first part of your name is your dad's first name and then son or daughter. And so that's why all the dudes names have son on the end. And so oh, when, yeah. uh, when, when the family line left Iceland, we, we got stuck with, like, we didn't continue that patronomic naming convention. So going forward, it was just all Olgerson. And, uh, so that's why I have the name, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm a San Diego boy, San Diego <laughs> yeah, yeah. boy, but you definitely look like you got Viking heritage, dude. You're just like <laughs> yeah. the beard, the fucking piercings, the tattoos. You're just yeah, fucking... the, the beard fooled me for sure. <laughs> I know. I was like, I was like, John's for sure in Iceland right now. You <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. started talking. I'm like, judging what the it fuck? <laughs> Only his facial hair. And we're like, oh, dude, he's definitely located this place on this planet right now. <laughs> well, no, no. It's mainly, it's mainly this name on the on the call. Like mm-hmm. looking at your name, like shit. I'm not gonna take a shot at that name. But it's <laughs> yeah, like, dude, it's, you know, it's like an thing. Icelandic name because Iceland. I mean, the the language is like the hardest language. It's like known as like the hardest language, right? It's, I mean, pretty much. It's pretty tough and it's like ancient that's the thing they're they're very uh or iceland in, in general is like pretty concerned with i should feel like i shouldn't be the one like spokespersoning for iceland <laughs> on the no, call no. but like <laughs> they uh they're they're pretty uh, involved with preserving the ancient culture of iceland and so the the language is like one of the oldest forms of a scandinavian language that there is because they preserve the original uh you know grammar and whatnot. scripts and stuff like that yeah mm-hmm. yeah like most of the most of the like uh manuscripts of like the uh like the uh uh you know stories about thor and stuff like that yeah i get jealous of that dude because we're from america there is no like i mean yeah there's native american heritage and stuff but it's not you know like i can't trace my people back thousands of years on this place that i'm at right now so i never i I always get jealous of hearing people from you know norway and all these people who have like real connection deep connection to their pasts and stuff and i i love hearing about that stuff too i wish i had it i really wish i could be like dude this this is a ten thousand year old building you know (laughs) just fucking i i would love that another trippy thing is that uh, every time I met an Icelander, not every time, but most times I meet a new Icelander, uh, the whole, the thing they do is they have this resource there called the book of Iceland, where basically like you put in your social security number and you can look up two Icelandic last names and see how far back you're related to that person, any person mm-hmm. with an Icelandic name. And so when I first met Simon, that was like one of the first conversations we had was like, Hey, 
we have a common relative in 1623 and like and it's nuts like they like and they have they've documented it so thoroughly that you can literally go back all the way to like the year 800 and see your family line it's fucking bananas anyone from the country uh specifically for iceland or yeah yeah dude see that that it's that shows that that's important they don't want to lose anything they want to go back as far as they can and keep it preserved and have mm, everybody yeah. know that they're connected to it in a way too for me mm. it's just like it's like doing a 23 and me and being like oh shit i'm like 50 things <laughs> yeah because <laughs> you know? totally. like the dna stuff you're like, so much that it's just like eastern european <laughs> yeah <laughs> no i thought what? i mean that's actually a pretty trippy thing to do is like and i encourage people to do it. it's like just check your get your dna passed and just see what the fuck you are because you i completely changed our whole family story like basically just me doing my dna we found out that like my great 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 grandpa was adopted because mm-hmm. like all this lineage that was coming from him is now different and it's not mm-hmm. the same lineage that mm-hmm. we thought my mom's been preaching to me not preaching but just telling me stories my whole life and, and she probably thought changed. they were true yeah yeah didn't know yeah that. it's all story it's all like a game of telephone you know for like mm-hmm. you know your history you know and like it's crazy to get like an actual like layout of like where you're from like this is your genetics this is where you come and it's like you're not what you think you are <laughs> like, can they even you tell are, if like, you have some like neanderthal dna too i probably I'm sure but I, mean, I think that's one of the things that it screens for i that okay. sounds familiar yeah I, yeah I think i've yeah. heard i don't know if i got trolled or whatever but i thought that somebody said that they had some a very obviously minute small percentage of neanderthal dna and you're just like damn dude Sick. so dude you related this tadpole <laughs> from like 23 million <laughs> years ago <laughs> Uh, yeah no but totally no that's iceland though definitely has been one of those countries that has, has always um been one of those like because for a while here in america it was really cheap to go visit there it was really like mm-hmm. like plane flights were like fucking 200 or like 500 bucks round trip or something and uh i have a bunch of friends that have gone there and they're like you gotta go and you guys probably know gabe sieber right the 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 drummer for yeah he mm-hmm. went to that yeah. uh he was playing in um beneath they're from um iceland right mm-hmm. yeah, went out there and pre-pod like, man i brought well yeah up. but he actually wasn't he wasn't <laughs> in here, I wasn't here yeah. so yeah and it's like funny, he was, that's and he exactly was, what i thought of too yeah. yeah and he literally was like hitting me up going like do these guys like at this festival the revenge check festival they want they were like dude we want odious there like for like we want like they're like fucking like really want us to come out there and i was like damn dude iceland man let's fucking if we drop this album pretty soon let's fucking let's check out iceland that's like one of the bucket list places that i've always wanted to see hell yeah do it it's so sick there nice do you guys want to talk about sort of the band's history of forming doing the first album and then catching a step all the way to the new one and the writing process for desolate and all that so uh yeah like as much as we can like neither me nor john were like around for the previous album Oh, okay. But I but I knew the guys back then. Uh so like they like back then the band was like mostly just like uh an excuse to get together and like just you know play death metal and and drink beer. So and that was sort of the case with another band that I was in at the same time as well. It was also like a tech death band. But uh what was the name of that band? Uh, Gruesome Glory. Gruesome Glory. Any yeah. recordings of that band? 
Yeah, yeah, a few, nice. a few, just like a few songs. Just fans like to hear the. Uh, everybody always hits like I see comments and stuff of people like, "What was that band? What was that band?" So we always got to yeah, make yeah. sure the, yeah. that the old school like history stuff. We need to yeah, you can find it. We got some yeah, death yeah, metal sure. archaeologists. <laughs> totally, did gruesome yeah. glory. You guys go yeah. your, do your rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm pretty sure it's somewhere around the internet. I've, I haven't checked it out recently, but it's like a, it's like a psychoptic worship, basically. Mm. And and uh, psychoptic and planetary duality, faceless. That you, sort you of made like, everybody right. really write that <laughs> yeah. down. I don't know. Everyone's like, <laughs> I'm searching for it now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, uh, yeah, back then was like the first time that I met like Simon and Thorder and the other guys. Uh, I moved, so I moved like back to Akureyri with my father, like the small town that I was born in. And I was there for high school and stuff like I had, then I had like made some connections with people there and, and it just made sense to go back there. So uh, like Simon had like the other guitarist in this band, Cruise and Glory, he was, uh, uh, he was uh, like an old friend of Simon's basically. So like Simon every now and then came to Akureyri and stayed with him and just like came to shows or just came to hang or something like that. So uh, they formed Ophidia and I somewhere around that time. And uh, actually, the first iteration of uh, Ophidia and I had like the vocalist from Gruesome Glory as well. And uh, Unnar, like the guitarist from Beneath, he was playing with them as well. Oh, wow. uh, so like, yeah, basically that band like did a demo, like that iteration. And then like they switched it up a bit, like got a new vocalist and... Uh, recorded that debut album but yeah like i said it was like mostly like the uh, thorder the bass player of the band he uh, he basically composed that album just as a whole more or less uh, so it's like uh sort of just like his thing and i know that the guys recorded it like pretty hastily it was like uh it was, yeah, it was like some weird circumstance. So the uh, album has some like technical issues. I'm, I don't know if you guys have heard it, but it has like some, uh, I haven't really like seen or been able to like get into the recordings at all. Not that I've had any particular interest in, but it's like, like out of sync, basically. There's, mm. there's like, it's like something happened somewhere along the lines of just recording or like transcribing the mixes or the stems or whatever. And it just, you listen to it and it's just like a mess. But, uh, but that was released on a Russian label, like a label that a guy from, I think it was like one of those brutal death metal uh, Russian a bands. Russian, a Russian label? SFC yeah, Records, yeah, apparently. Yeah, yeah. SFC Collector. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember what the guy's name was. Uh, oh, yeah, but, Soul Flesh. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so the so the album was released there. And basically shortly thereafter, uh, I joined the band like two years later. And uh, we did a few shows here and there. We did like whack, whacking like one time Jesus. and a few other gigs which was pretty cool i love how you're just but, like uh, we did you know like whacking uh, like, <laughs> yeah like it was every metal has like, dreamed to play yeah <laughs> yeah the yeah. number one but it, metal. But <laughs> it was like this uh, like this metal battle thing so it was like a battle of the band sort of deal where we like gotcha. did did like um uh like a pre-contest or whatever here in iceland and we're like went out there but it was a cool gig nonetheless it was like a yeah, it was fun. 
definitely like an experience, especially for like kind of an experienced band like that one. Was that a multi-stage festival? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's open air and it's, it's huge. It's like, it's way too big. Like How many people go to that? Is it like a hundred thousand? It's like, yeah, like 150,000 like or something. It's like, it's like, it's like a ridiculous amount. And it's just like, I remember like I went one time I went like, just to like the uh, common uh, camping area, common mm-hmm. camping grounds, I guess you would say. Uh, going to like a barbecue, like some some like other bands or no, it was like a was like a like a correlation of like uh, the Scandinavian like camping grounds, basically. So it's like Denmark, Sweden, Norway, Iceland, and everybody was getting together for like a big barbecue and invited us to come. And we like went there, and I remember so well just like walking there and being like just almost angry, like how in the fuck would anybody want to go here? I know, like dude, this I'm is just thinking... insane. It it took us like an hour and a half to walk there. And nobody could tell, tell us like where we were going. And it was like every everywhere we would look, we would see like this like 300 pound guy in like a denim vest, like peeing on his car. And it was just like, <laughs> this fucking sucks. I don't care what anybody says. Like this is just like fucking terrible. Alice Cooper is not this good, you know? <laughs> Dude, I'm just thinking about all that shit. Like reserve, what do you reserve a spot for a tent or you just fucking show up in his first come first serve to that deal? It's, it's, I think it's like, uh, it, like the way it was set up, it's like, it was sort of like managed to like make you feel that it was like smaller than it is, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. So it was like, the thing was what, that like, we had basically like an artist camping ground, which was just like side stage to the bigger stages. So it was like just five minute walk or something to like the, uh, the spots, you know, yeah. but like, if you were going anywhere, anywhere else to like the common camping grounds, you would go like, and it was just like be this huge field, like 10 football fields or something and just full of tents. And then it was like, like a small, like deck of like trees. And it was just enough to like cover. So you couldn't really see past them, but then you would like walk, like walk like a path and walk like through it. And there was this, be like just another football, like 10 football fields, just the same. Jeez. And this would happen like, like endlessly so i was like it was always like walking to like through these trees and being like another one like what the fuck you're not selling me this is all the g- grossness that i'm thinking about right now is like yeah uh, all the drunk dudes that are puking on themselves in those tents all the people who have to shit and can't make it to a fucking place to shit so yep. they either shit yep. next to their fucking tent or sure. next to somebody yeah. else's yeah. yeah tents are getting pissed on just things are just fucking chaos bananas yeah 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 and everything like smells just like ammonia and it's it, it's just a nightmare really you like and i i, right. I, I was dude, like, that. like angry like what like Who's i remember the guy's like, like dude that was so sick dude i can't wait to do that again dude i fucking <laughs> three <laughs> like, shits next to my tent dude. like i stepped in like four i've been living on groups, granola like... for four days dude <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like we walked there for like an hour and a half and i like i remember so vividly like talking to like the uh the icelandic people who were there and they were like, yeah, so you you guys were great. And I was like, I was just so pissed off just having walked like this, like all this way just to yeah. meet them. And, and, and I was like, so you come here by choice. Like, what is your problem? <laughs> <laughs> like, is there something wrong with you? You and 150,000 <laughs> other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's insane. <laughs> it's just crazy. It's just absolutely crazy. 
but i've yeah, always wondered about that too those, those those open air festivals like if i were like a like if you're an american and you're like i'm gonna go to walking you know like yeah how do you approach that like you know what I'm like you don't just show it's a three or four day festival you don't just show up just be like all right well i'm here it's like you gotta be like tense the things you gotta like yeah, the camping dude. gear you gotta show up there buy it or bring it with you and then you gotta deal with these you know 10 football field times 10 like mm-hmm, fields mm-hmm. of humans that are all camping and like i've always thought about that like the logistics of like getting to the fucking stage when you wake up in the morning like mm-hmm. like because there's so many fucking people there like it's got to be like, like and what you're saying is basically makes the most sense <laughs> yeah yeah it's yeah. like uh, where your go. fucking tent is yeah like, oh, shit, i left my fucking phone i gotta go back i'll be back in like three hours <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> see you next week <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> like and the logistics of a hundred fifty thousand person camping festival you know what i mean like it seems so it seems so like um you you know you look through it like with rose colored glasses and be like that's awesome that's like it's amazing like you see all the fun stuff all the stages all the yeah. cameras coming down all the things all that definitely amazing. Still calls but, like the logistics of like surviving there and sleeping there and, that, Dude, and that's like i where, ate shitty food and i got diarrhea now yeah and yeah stuck in, i diarrhea like, on the side mm-hmm, of my tent and mm-hmm. i got a little piece on the tent like it's you know it's like there's like all these people just peeing and barfing and like it's, it's got to be metal heads only just, about everyone's spelling fluids on this, this yeah. situation i still need to do it just to like just to hate it like daniel does once mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i want to see the hate up close you know what i mean yeah, yeah sure I, I i get it i get it it's something to experience and it like it had its moments of course like and like yeah f- like for us like being like on the artist grounds and having like uh, definitely like way better accessibility to like accommodations than every, every everybody else. Mm-hmm. But it was like, for me, that was just like just the amount to be like acceptable for just a regular guest, yeah. you know, <laughs> not, not to say that like the, the festival treats anyone badly or anything like that. It just, it's just so big. It just, yeah. it's insane. Yeah. It's yeah. logistics of like, like keeping everyone together and all that shit. Yeah. It's insane. It's you know, the, the, the those guys in the summer. Yeah, it's crazy yeah. hot, and like they don't have you. You guys know that they don't have like beer kegs there. They have like like below ground plumbing yeah, for beer. The pipeline, yeah. the beer pipelines. Yeah, 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 yeah. I heard about that. Yeah, That's because it's crazy. It's just it's just so huge that it's just like an it's just like structured for this festival, like this this whole set of fields. It's just insane. That's when that actually should have been my first red flag. Is like, dude, they they're like don't want to bring beer in. Like they have to pipeline it in. Like the beer <laughs> yeah. people are like, no, no, we're not going there. We're gonna just pipe. We're gonna build a pipeline <laughs> to get the beer to not deal with the logistics <laughs> of all that shit. Yeah. Yep. Do they do they use the grounds for any other festival? That was going to be my year? next question, Joseph. I, I don't think that. so. It's it's actually uh, so Wacken is like a small small town, uh, like rural Germany, like pretty close to Denmark actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's just a very like almost like a sleeper town. Basically, there's basically nothing there. Uh, but then there's yeah, everyone's yeah everyone's in a year they just do this festival and. I don't think they do anything else there. I guess yeah. probably could relate it to like Coachella like a, in California. Probably Coachella. Because you never yeah. heard of Coachella yeah. until the probably, festival. Yeah. Like no one travels to Coachella, yeah. you know, like yeah. like until they yeah. have like the world yeah. famous festival, you know, like Wacken. Yeah. yeah. I wonder how yeah, much it, for sure. it accumulates in cash every year. Probably enough. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> well, pay, it's, I mean, it's, yeah. Like Coachella, I know they'll pay like I've heard like I forget who like I was looking at some sort of spreadsheet of it and it was like Ariana Grande got like 7 million or something like to mm. play Coachella or something like mm. to play or some like artist like that got like 
millions to play like Jeez. one show yeah, yeah. like <laughs> it's insane well like these festivals become just like uh come like a lifestyle almost for like totally. the people that attend them that yep. like and you could see that just like first day like these people have been there like from day one of that festival yeah it's like like burning they, man i think it's uh, very yeah, similar it, to burning man yeah. in that way yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. for sure, for sure. There are people like, who just live to go to that festival once. And a then, year. like in that in that area too, it's like the it's Burning Man because we only have Burning Man, but we also have like they have like Burning Man like five times a year. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like mm-hmm. they have like five different Burning Mans. They have like, Burning oh, like every summer. They have yeah. Burning, yeah. Man. <laughs> burning Man. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, like what you said, I, actually, Daniel, I picked up on that too. It was like like watching the videos of uh, like people at the you know the. Uh, whacking and the fucking like um, download for all those like huge festivals yeah, the yeah. Hellfest and all, all those things yeah. like those those people you can tell like um just from like the the documentaries i've seen on them it's like a it's a lifestyle it's like a it's like there's the the deadheads you know yeah you know like yeah, back in the day yeah, but it's like yeah. it's for metal and it's for yeah. like festivals and stuff it's like and also you can imagine like for example with Hellfest, i think now it's like six days or something it's like it's like super long so like you either have to be like this sort of lifer or have like a death wish to be able to have like to live stay like that long or go for one day it's just like insane there's, yeah there's one day you want to see that's like go see that day and just take off <laughs> like yeah, that might be the yeah, move yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a the guy yeah. who goes all six dude there's there's that guy oh there's that, there. yeah, there's yeah, that yeah. thousands of guy Oh yeah, sure. Like, like <laughs> these know? festivals sell out. There's like all that, of them thousands sell out. of oh, yeah, guy out at Burning Men. Yeah, yeah, Burning Men. <laughs> thousands of guy at Burning Men, dude. Uh, I got it the first time. The second time, kind of was why. Sorry, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, totally. No, I, I definitely see that kind of like. Uh, it's kind of like that. It's almost like a hit, like I don't know. You could relate to like hippies or something like following the hippie festivals and stuff. Yeah, like yeah. And I, I definitely got that vibe immediately from seeing that. But that's a. It's a yeah, like you said, it's a lifestyle. That's definitely a lifestyle that that I mean, I look at it and I'm like, fuck, I wish America had this. You know what I mean? And because yeah. but our festivals are like they're three days, but you go home every day, you know? It's like mm-hmm. it's like yeah, you, you got a hotel. Stay at a hotel. Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly. like it's yeah. everyone leaves. Like the the campgrounds are empty at midnight or like one AM. They're gone, like there's no one there. But uh mm-hmm. there they're just committing. They're like in this fucking rural ass place and they're like we are here. This is our bathroom. This is our kitchen. This is our thing for like multiple days. And that's uh, definitely I, I like definitely wanted that to be a part of America. But now that you're explaining, it, I kind of don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, everybody has their like different experiences with it. Like there are lots of people who love it and like continue to go there. But it, to me, it just like I just don't get it. Like, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, I totally dig like playing these shows and like like seeing those festivals in like some sort of image, you know, but like, yeah, but staying there as a guest, like not a chance, not a chance. <laughs> so yeah. after, after the Vakken gig, uh, yeah, what yeah, we, with Ophidian, yeah. Yeah. So like, we're, uh, the band basically just, so we had some like drummer, drummer issues back then. Uh, actually Ragnar, the current drummer, he, uh, he filled in for, uh, us on that kick just did it like at a, as like a session kick basically and uh, so there was like a time where we had like not a, didn't really have a drummer so we weren't really like doing much uh, we then like had a new drummer for a while and did like a few gigs with him recorded like a song with him as well like a single uh, this was 
2015, maybe 2014. I don't really remember. Uh, but yeah, and we recorded like this one song with him and then basically the band just fizzled out for a while. Uh, we like worked on some other stuff, like uh, the guys were like thought that was doing like a, like a rock and roll project. And uh, the drummer back then, Steppe, he is now in a band called Vintage Caravan, which is like a classic rock band. And uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, we basically just moved on to other things for like a period of time. Mm-hmm. But uh, like the core of us, like all of always like stayed in touch. So like the band never like broke up like explicitly or anything like that. But uh, but it was totally that like once we got back together, that was like a really like like an a, like a very calculated approach. You know, it was mm-hmm. like there was not something that we just like yeah. So you want to do this kick or anything? It was like more like okay. So if we're gonna do this again, like how should we do it? Like what sort of music should we do and how, with whom should we work on it, you know, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it was like a very, like, yeah, it was like a pretty serious thing for us. You must've been like uh, practicing a lot of guitar in that time as well. Yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Actually, uh, well, I, I haven't really talked much about it, like, uh, but I was, uh, I was like a lot of the reason behind us, like not, doing much for that period of time was because like I was pretty sick for like a pretty long time because I sort of like took the uh, I had already sort of like taken the reins of like most of like both the production and the writing and stuff like that so uh, and we were sort of always like waiting on my like physical issues to like you know figure themselves out but it never like really happened until like just like gradually you know it sort of mm-hmm. got better over time uh, but uh what was so, it that you were dealing with if you don't mind me asking it was like uh uh so it was like firstly it was sort of like just on like a mold allergy sort of thing mm-hmm. but it sort of like expanded into other territories where i like i uh basically like lost most of my hearing on my left ear for a long time and it was sort of i had this like uh, like this stuffed sensation in the ear like and i tried all sorts of methods and surgeries and stuff and i was also like dealing with just really uh, like i was basically sick all the time just like as you would have like a really bad flu you know so, so which is and it was because you were exposed to a mold well, that's what you said. It, it, it wasn't really, uh, it wasn't really like figured out like properly, but uh, at least that was probably like the culprit, like mm-hmm. like the the start of it. How long uh, did you have to deal with that? Uh, like I'm still dealing with it, but it's uh, like, damn. but it was like, uh, like it was really bad for like three years, like. Like Andy, like I've heard on the podcast that you have issues with your ears as well. Yeah, yeah. My, yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it's my right ears basically off, but yeah, it's like a, yeah. a ringing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's like, and it's so like having to deal with all of those physical aspects, and I'm a pretty like square-minded guy. Whereas like there's like a problem, and I just have to fix it, you know. And when you can't really do that with stuff like this, you know medicinal sciences are all, are only have only gotten so far you know mm-hmm. yeah. especially in terms of these like uh, 
senses of ours, like the eyes mm. and the ears and stuff. Totally. So, so you basically had the flu for fucking multiple years. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. And, and, uh, I, yeah, I tried, like I had like three surgeries to try and fix it and, uh, all sorts of medicines and i've i'm still dealing with like some of the uh like uh, uh side effects from some of those like yeah some of the medication that I was on so it's uh, yeah it, it's been really tough to like to be perfectly honest and like yeah. and uh like when i was so basically we recorded the drums for the album as is like as as you hear them on the album and like two months after that or something like these problems started. So they like just, yeah. And they just grew from there. You know, of course, at first it was like, like I was that guy who was just never sick. I never had any issues, like really healthy and like always done like a fair amount of sports and stuff. So it was like, I was just doing pretty well for myself. <laughs> but uh, so I was always like, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's going to get better, you know? And then like, after like a time passes, after the time passes, you sort of like start taking like, is so is this going to get better? You know, <laughs> is, is this yeah. just how it is now? Like, and how am I going to have to like recalibrate myself to be able to do the things I love or like stop doing them or, you know, you know, yeah, Rough, just it's really tough. Yeah. So, Damn. but yeah, like a few years later, like three years later, I, I basically started like, to like get back on track with the album and I sort of like recorded it at my own speed, like over the course of a few months. So like a lot of the band were like a lot of the songs were like more or less ready, but like recording them and working on them. Like I, I sort of like restructured them and also like with, with uh, like my guitar playing, because uh, it's always been like a really like a, a serious thing for me where I'd like play guitar and it would like just like I would write a song, you know, during like an evening or anything. It was, but it came like almost like a meditation sort of thing for me during this time. Like it, it sounds cliche, but it just it, it was just what it was. You know, I wasn't doing anything special. I was just sitting around playing the guitar in my hands, like not knowing if I would ever really do it that much in the future or whatever you know but it's just something that made sense for me to do and something i've been doing for many years as well so so i like i never really stopped practicing or like playing you know and much of the influences that are like the uh like the major chord elements and all of those like solos that don't really have much to do with death metal solos like i'm really aware that that's not like generally how they're structured or how they sound uh, that sort of came from that period. Like I, I remember like two of the songs like diamonds and spiral to oblivion. I like had recorded like leads and, and most of the guitars for like the songs and had like done like the, uh, like just the, what I would consider like a really typical, like death metal approach. Uh, but then I just listened to it and just, this just isn't doing it for me, you know? So, because uh, like over the period of where I would like just meditate and like play guitar and like have my own sort of thing going on, it just it evolved into something else. So like I basically just like redid all of those tracks. So like uh, 
like i don't know if you want to like listen to the specifics of it but like in diamonds for example there are like two like lead parts where like where it's like mostly like arpeggiating like octave leads like some hook elements that's something that i just did then you know like sort of like trying to rethink how i would approach this album so so yeah it was it's it's sort of like a it's a produce of like a, a lot of a lot of thoughts and a lot of just pain really like it yeah. was like it was not like a pleasant experience it was maybe like cathartic in a way like it was totally like i remember like listening to the mixes and like once the album was done and i was sort of like i sort of had like the approach like yeah shouldn't we just pop this up on youtube right now like i'm happy with it now like i i don't need this to you know go anywhere else or anything more to happen like this does it for me and like yeah whatever so yeah wow that's definitely it's it's weird to talk about like i haven't even like told most of my friends about this or anything so but it's like yeah it comes from a cali death's therapy yeah (laughs) yeah yeah no it's it definitely comes i can tell like i mean I mean, there's maybe a, I don't want to say a blessing in disguise, but just for you, like sitting, being sick at home and like with your guitar and it's just you and your guitar and you're sick, you know, and you're like, yeah. that's pretty much your only outlet that you have. I was thinking you think that this. you like benefited, like, I mean, like as far as your playing and writing came from that. I mean, you said that a lot of these things came from that period that you, you think like if I were to put on like what. Oh, you got muted, bro. Spiral to Oblivion, if you put that on, um, like you think of that, does it bring you right back to that? Like to that, to those times of what you were going through? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Like at least like portions of, of like sections within the songs, uh, like Spiral to Oblivion, Diamonds, and uh, uh, what did we name the song again? Like Unfurling the Crescent Moon, like the fastest song. That those song's were, insane. Yeah. yeah, those songs were gonna, probably going to bring that one up. Sorry. <laughs> oh, awesome, man. Yeah, but those were like the songs that I sort of like probably did like the most like post work on. Like mm-hmm. I would like like rethink like in, because like that song was for example just like a like a like a pretty straightforward like Nile sounding song mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. with like a lot of those seventh sounding harmonies and stuff, but. Uh, yeah, it 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 took its own sort of shape after a while, but yeah, it sure sure it like it brings me back to it, but it it doesn't really do it like in a bad way at all. Yeah, like it's 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 still like I still like it, you know, and I, it's it just it's positive for me for sure for sure. Yeah, it's part of the struggle, you know, the what you had to go through and stuff. It's like I don't a, really think I've met a musician who said I had a pleasant experience tracking that album. You know, no, everybody's yeah, always yeah. like, fuck, dude, that was fucking <laughs> grueling. And it's yeah. like when uh, Greg yeah. from Allegiant, like when he was done, he like called me right when he was done. He was like, well, it's recorded. <laughs> like, <laughs> he, was like, he was like nothing positive. He's like, I don't know how it sounds. I think it's going to be OK. Maybe <laughs> I don't even know what it sounds like. <laughs> like. Like coming out of like a full recording, his brain's just like on fucking overload. Just like, I don't know. It's probably an album or something. <laughs> a strange thing, though. It's so strange that like it's not a pleasant or positive experience yet the outcome is it's not you think about the it's all about the journey not the you know the ending but you could look at it as like going recording the album the journey is what's painful to us 
But yeah, you could look yeah, at it as yeah, like, yeah. Totally. like you got you got these certifications that sucked, but they're all of a sudden like you got the job and it's paying you your money that you earned. You know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. like the journey sucked. Like it wasn't sick, like doing eight hours of homework a night and that you burned you out. But the mm-hmm. thing is the yeah, the product at the end, whatever, was good. That's what I meant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, that's that's rewarding. That song on Furling is, if people haven't heard on on the album, it's so fast. It's crazy, dude. It's like. How fast is it? Is there? Do you know the BPM of that? Yeah, it, it, it's it's three hundred BPM, like yeah. the, the like <laughs> the breadth of it. But then it like breaks down to like mm-hmm. two seventy, I think. Yeah, yeah, oh, wow. yeah. So it all mellows out at like two ninety five. Yeah, yeah, mellows out. Yeah, it's so crazy, dude. Casey shared that with the group chat, but I had already shared that with my other band's group chat and been like, check out this song. So when yeah. I saw him oh, share yeah. it with us, I'm like, oh yeah, of course, that's the one that everyone is gonna notice and. Yeah. for the nerds and whatever yeah, so yeah. it's a great you know, song we were just like we're like yeah, fuck awesome. dude is casey gonna push up the bpm of fucking the odious album no <laughs> yeah, no exactly dude no i, I can't even like shit yeah right dude but but i was gonna say too like i mean it's 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 all about the songwriting too like i feel like all the songs are unique even though they're similar in some ways but like i feel mm-hmm. like like as the album goes on, it's like, it shows you different things and takes different paths. And like, you guys cover so much ground. Like it's like super heavy stuff, catchy stuff and m- super progressive melodic stuff. There's like that acoustic or classical mm-hmm. guitar. Yeah, yeah, intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, um, I really like the, actually the other track I sent you guys like last week or whatever was, I think it's the song after unfurling that has that like cool, like lead part thing. That's kind of that, that, that you repeat later. And then it like, yeah, then it, the like break, sequential descent. Descent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the breakdowns that you do after those lead parts mm-hmm. are so brutal and rad. Like you're just like, Doh! and the vocals, dude, like <laughs> I love how it comes in. Like after those, I was like, it's like fucking deicide or something. Like it has the brutality of that, you know, but it's like, we were like saying stuff like, I don't know, like funny shit. Like it sounds like Dragon Force got like, you know, attacked by deicide or something or like, you know, <laughs> but it's like, I, I love how you guys balance it out. Like, it's it's, it's like so shredding six solos and all of a sudden it's just like like breakdown that's just so heavy and then, dude that's that's what really gets me too I'm just like listening to it just going like yes <laughs> like you know totally you like, know what actually what's, yeah. what's a cool move that I've been doing this podcast is why my sound got fucked up for a second is that. I just have you guys playing super quietly in my ears the whole time. And like, you're like talking about something like I'm like watching you talk, Daniel. And then I'm like hearing the solo. I'm like, damn. What the fuck cool. are <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's actually listening. Uh, it's a cool, it's a weird thing. Cause it, it takes my attention away a little bit, but like, I'm just like, fucking Jesus, man. It's like, yeah. Well, you're also getting soloing. the experience in real time because you get no, to cool. reference what the, we're talking about. Yeah, right yeah, sure, exactly. yeah, yeah, that's a cool approach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a, it's a, you know, I'm just a, I'm a, you know, it's a like new that, age guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that kid doing homework during class, like he's like. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. John, did you did you write the lyrics for the album? No, Dan wrote all the lyrics and they mapped all the vocal patterns. I basically stepped into the booth or in the, this room. This was recorded here, but oh, uh, I just yeah. just went with what they gave me. They gave me a like a a scratch track with the patterns mapped out on them and uh, yeah so it was it was a lot of fun i mean it was it was you couldn't have asked for coming off of eight years of no activity uh it Mm -hmm. it couldn't have been more accessible for me having to be like super fucking rusty and and learn how to record i'd never recorded anything i had to go buy an interface and a mic and and download reaper and like go through that whole shit and it was like uh you know ultimate a learning curve 
like as high as you can imagine. And, but they gave me everything I needed to, to be able to succeed and, and like facilitate the process. And so, uh, yeah, it was, it was a good way to work for this album. I, I would like to get involved in on, on later material, but for sure for this one, it was, it was the way to go. Definitely. Yeah. You like instantly entered, I know you've done previous work a long time ago, but you instantly entered into like the new echelon of like sick death metal singers. Yeah. Like, dude, thank you so like, much. Fucking right yeah, that's there, fucking dude. crazy. I'm listening yeah. to you right now. Not this is actually a good time to hear a little bit of your history, John. Exactly. Uh, I was about to say that. Like, like you, you talked about like unique leader band that you're in, stuff like mm-hmm. that. I want to know like where, where you started and got, you know, your yeah, let's hear metal. your backstory, dude. What, what made you, what, where'd you start and all that kind of stuff? Uh, for sure. Uh, so as much as Dan was mentioning, like he had kind of a traditional avenue into metal, I like consider myself having like a very untraditional entry point into metal. Uh, I like to call it like kind of a side door because when I, when I was first into music, uh, aside from like the very first music I ever listened to, the first music that I listened to on purpose was all punk music. And I was like all through high school and my formative years was just like a gross, like crusty punk kid. And that was Ooh, my, yeah. m- my whole like musical life. Um, I was like, that's engrossed. my, that's, the, that's my favorite type of punk dude. And that's like <laughs> the, the, the guy I was telling you about where we were talking about earlier, Josh Seitman that got in the metal later. He was mm-hmm. started he's, that way. He's too. my like reference brass, for, for crust yeah. punk shit. Yeah. He, he, yeah, he got totally. me into his, or actually no, Dan Eggers got me into his, his hero is gone. But those two fucking mm. his hero is, gone. is dystopia and, a fucking crust. Band? Yeah. 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 Okay. okay, okay. Do you like Amoebix? Amoebix. Yeah, Amoebics. Yeah. Amoebics, man. yeah. They're they're like uh, grandfathers of crust punk. They're yeah. okay. They're kind no, of like pre uh, progenitors of it. They're no, sick. No gods, no masters, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that was that was my jam. Like, and it it was if I can kind of sum up my entire musical progression from punk and into metal, it's basically just been chasing the carrot on a stick of like the next heaviest thing. Like mm-hmm. as soon as I heard it, I would immediately like veer in that direction and it's just been that way ever since and um so i had uh what my first exposure to death metal and it's funny casey that you mentioned deicide because the first death metal song i ever heard was bible basher and it was this this kid that like was in a punk group of, of friends that was in my high school and he always he had like a it probably wasn't like an iPod shuffle, but it was a similar like shitty little MP3 player that could only hold like 10 songs. And he would, he would always be like mobbing around and he'd be like, listen to this and give me his, his ear pod. And it would be either Bible basher for like the 50th time or <laughs> something from the locust, like moth eaten deer head was on there. And nice. uh, uh, there was some leftover crack. And so it was oh, yeah. like, he would, he would kind of, he was the one that first bridged the gap for me from punk to to more extreme music mm-hmm. and that kind of hibernated in the back of my head like glenn benton's like layered screams are yep. in my mind when i think of like a death metal vocal that's what i hear and that's totally. that's been like that presents i think in my in my delivery too because that's uh, whether subconsciously or otherwise that's kind of like was the initial kernel that like got me into it and um, what was the name of that album? Was it Incinerate Him or some shit like Incinerate that? Incinerate Him, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't, and it's funny because later the first, uh, the first DSI album I would end up buying, and this is like fast forwarding a couple of years, was uh, actually their. It was the greatest hits album. like my uh, my got a best point. of DSI. Yeah, I think it yeah, was. Um, yeah, yeah, and so I was like, 
yeah, best of, not greatest hits. But essentially, my my reference points for their their catalog are all fucked up because I was first like diving into a best of album and and it was just like all the bangers. And so, uh, but anyway, that that was a a very formative influence for me. Um, and throughout my like life as a punk kid, I would randomly like uh, cattle is obviously local to San Diego. So and did you, they, did you go but, to like the Shea Cafe and stuff? Should yeah. I say? Yeah. Okay. Oh, so yeah. What, what year did you graduate high school? 2007. Okay, cool. I was 2001. So I, I might've seen you at shows back in the day, man. Probably. I wouldn't be surprised. Years, uh, yeah. I mean the, the Shea Cafe in particular was like a nice convergence of scenes. Like they would, yeah. cattle would play there and the locusts would play there. And then mm-hmm. it was like every yep. other weekend there were punk shows and stuff. And mm-hmm. um, so that's kind of that, I would say that venue too, in particular, kind of uh, planted a seed in the, in the transition to like heavier stuff. Yeah. Would you compare that to like the pound, Casey? Well, it's Is small, same capacity style. It's way smaller. It's like a living Probably room. Like the Parkside, <laughs> maybe. Oh, yeah, it's way small. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's on UCSD campus, right? At yeah, going to, I'm going to the Parkside with uh, Joseph next weekend. Oh, it's like the Parkside. Yo, I mean, me too. I'm going to be just like too, that. You're going too? Sick. Yeah, I got Joe, a hotel. Casey, just drive up, dude. Let's go see Ontage. Drive up for Ontage. I got it. <laughs> Maybe I that's can quite get a, a drive. Flight. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> Shout out to Nate, dude. Yeah, and Cartilage, they're playing. Uh, that's the bass player from uh hey, what's Continuum, up with that, man? Real quick, to, to not to sidetrack too much, but like I, I saw they Cartilage, like, they're like headlining and I saw like their big flyer and like, I mean, it sounds like a Joseph band that might I know more known. about it than me, but aren't they like yeah. a slam? I actually no? don't know about them. Uh, I know there's yeah. a female guitar player or something. It's a band? bass player from Continuum. Am I right about that? Or it used? Oh, to, I don't know. Yeah, but anyways, yeah, is. we'll figure it out. <laughs> Joseph's yeah. doing doing the professor doing deal right now. Speaking of punk bands, do you do you like rudimentary peni? Yeah, that was. Yeah. I mean, they're they're kind of a staple in the in cross punk so as well. Yeah. and they're like that's. Uh, them and like i kind of correlate them with the locust in in terms of like it's like very out there you know the Mm -hmm. i think the thing about them was their the main vocalist or the the vocalist and the main songwriter had schizophrenia nick Nick blinko yeah supposedly and he was just like very uh it presented very heavily in his his creative Mm -hmm. work and uh yeah i love rudimentary artwork is yeah (laughs) tarantula hawk was in oh i love tarantula hawk yeah they're great yeah I saw Stratford Mercenaries at the Che Cafe. That was cool. The singer from Crass. You know, oh, damn. That That's sick. Really cool. And I think it was, was it V or whatever? She had her art there too. She was like doing the, like the one who did all the Crass art and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's that awesome. Crazy. That the was singer like, of Crass yeah. does like, uh, I remember seeing like Josh or something post something about like how he like does like, like kind of like, uh, uh, what's the Jello Biafra like, like speeches and stuff or Spoken something? Word. Oh, cool. Nice. Spoken word. Yeah. Spoken yeah. word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Like, I, in the history of, uh, I mean, I didn't know anything about it until meeting Josh and David and stuff. Like I had no idea this whole underground layer of like, I guess if like for the listeners that don't know what crust is, I, if I were like a, just an ignorant person, like it's like the black metal of the, the punk scene kind of like as far as like mm-hmm. the imagery and like all the stuff that was coming at me, I was like, as far as like me, like, like, like eating it for the first time, I was like, huh? Like it's I didn't the, know this it's was like, like the a, darkest and pit most pissed well yeah. maybe it's not the most pissed but it's definitely pretty pissed it's pretty <laughs> fucking pissed. yeah and it's yeah. the most metal of the punks exactly yeah yeah and yeah. that was that's why it, it created such like a good segue for me exactly because i was always going down that hole and like oh this is this is heavier than the last thing i heard like 
let me get more of that. And then eventually it transitioned from crust punk to grindcore. Like I heard napalm death for the first time and Barney Greenway that's was a, like, that's a natural progression. Right yeah, there. absolutely. And uh, so it was just one thing after the other, these little stepping stones. And I was internalizing all these things while like, if you can say this, it sounds stupid to say, but like outwardly identifying as like a punk kid all the, all the while, but like really curious about extreme metal and like, mm -hmm. how do I, and, and, but mind you, this was aside from a couple touch points and like from outside and a couple really integral ones, like where people in the punk scene would introduce me to a specific song or whatever. Aside from that, it was like a, totally a solo journey. So I had no like, wind to sail by i had no idea what i was doing it was like i would just go down a rabbit hole on the internet and click on every link that looked interesting or every logo that looked brutal as fuck and like mm -hmm. and see where that took me and um the snow like kind of what i was saying earlier like a snowball just yeah. like what's crazy yeah but what's he's crazy? doing he didn't have the old on his own feed yeah, yeah. anything like I, i'm yeah. actually i i i uh i i had that similar thing like mm -hmm. i had the uncle that gave me the the essential metal and then mm -hmm. after that it was yeah, me finding my own shit until me and dan linked up and then we both kind of held each other's hands through the deep dive but all right i don't even know why I it really helps with <laughs> it, it does help you uh, having like a friend too yeah. you're like you're like bouncing shit off of and so you're doing like, you're it trying solo, to like one up he's talking to, about yeah. doing it solo though like he had yeah yeah, yeah else he was uh, he was a uh his image was punk he was in the punk scene but underneath yeah. he's like what's up with this for me and carrie it was a competition base it's like dude i got this album <laughs> like this is my name on it now this is mine i found it like you know what i mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah it was like like back then it was like trying to like one up each other constantly he still yeah. has that joel, joel still has it he thinks he found dream Th dreamer dude, I, <laughs> dude. Dream Theater. <laughs> I mean i'm just gonna get him signed it's fine we're on spotify now by the way so oh, sick. I was actually looking for it the other day and I, oh, I was like, it's not on there. What the fuck? We just put it up. The, nice. Yeah, that's, that's dope. the that's the oh, update yeah. for the week. But hell yeah, I just Heard remember also being into punk before metal punk, you know, being like political or at least having some sort of like social consciousness mm -hmm. metal. It feels like, OK, like, is this like, OK, it's like there's some like massage, you know, like there's all this yeah, like yeah. stuff yeah. you got to be a little concerned about. Mm -hmm. and so yeah. yeah it's it's not as like easy to get into good in point, some ways dude. i didn't even yeah. think about yeah. that that's, yeah, that's totally a good, good thing yeah. i mean good point to bring up is like yeah you really have to make the the dive into metal from yeah. that position because yeah. I, I was already listening corpse. to brother lynch and shit <laughs> yeah know, I fucking like love baby lynch. killer <laughs> shit so it's just yeah. like when i heard baby killer from devourment i was like this is just a brother lynch cover dude yeah yeah <laughs> For me, it was actually Arch Enemy and having a female vocalist that was like approachable. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, then the melodic stuff and it, it, we know how it goes. But yeah, for sure. So awesome, man. Yeah, it That's was definitely. Yeah, it's interesting. Like you, that point you brought up, though, it's like, I mean, punk was definitely especially uh, crust and stuff is pretty fucking it's anarchy political mm -hmm. stuff right that's pretty much yeah. what it Watch is. any his hero gone footage there's a fucking there's like a few minute like talk yeah. up before he plays a song yeah because he wants to make his statement you know yeah and and everybody's there in fucking unison too it's like those shows look super fun and i mean it's just a, just a, a different community but at the same time we all come together as one in that moment yeah. you know 
yeah, metal, it went from that to like metals of like fuck everything thing is like uh, you, you, the statement is a, a big thing in death metal I, the, what's the statement of death metal back in the early 90s let's yeah let's yeah. be a horror Shocking film off, on basically. tv yeah. yeah 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 i mean on 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 uh record it's just like that was their statement they're not really mm-hmm. it's an anti-statement almost that's yeah. what i'm saying like going from a statement to anti-statement you know what i mean like punk yeah, to, yeah. to death metal yeah and stuff. that played into that's it i mean point. honestly yeah. because the uh if you think about it like in punk the messaging is centered in the the like the narrative of what they're doing like it is about the messaging the music you know for better or worse it can be like pretty good but like when compared to the musicianship that's presented in metal it's like nowhere in the arena so uh and that was it's not that you know obviously i wasn't specifically looking for to like diverge my 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 political alignment from my music i was listening to but it's just that i had was so captivated by the musicianship and that was something that i hadn't like previously it was a box that wasn't checked in the music i was listening to before and so i w- i was just like this is super sick like and I, you know, and there's also, there's like a hard times article that gets reposted every few months that I like to point to as like, it's very true, but it's, it's just a headline that says aging punk loses the battle with comfortable, comfortable clothes. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> fuck. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm sick of like having my, my Squeezing pants. Squeezing into your jeans. Yeah, dude. Wearing yeah. Yeah. shitty pants every day of the week and they're falling hard off my body. Hard times crushes, dude. Yeah, dude. Like, so good. They're, they're, like, their headlines sometimes will just like have me like by myself. I'll just read them and start laughing like audibly, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're that well, funny. Yeah. I think also it's like, you know, you, when you listen to death metal and stuff, you have to kind of like, like look like it's like when you watch a crazy horror movie you're not like all like like you watch like you know i don't know some like uh the, the exorcist and you're not like all like yeah go satan like go devil like or whatever <laughs> you're just watching it like art and yeah. so like you know i remember like you know we, we grew up on the punk same thing you know and so we're like driving in the car and then david's like yeah but dude you know you like all this other stuff the locusts and i've taken you to these shows you've seen cattle you know blah 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 but mm-hmm. check this out here's the first deicide album and we're driving around and we're just laughing but it's like we're loving it because it's like yeah. you know hail satan all this shit the whole time but we're just like <laughs> listening to it like kind of cracking up but at like yeah. the same time just going like we get it it's like art it's like you know what i mean it's not like like we're taking it literally like okay now this is what we're into we believe this and we're gonna do this it's like never dude i've never yeah. ever yeah. once i've just laugh at it i'm just it's funny with metal like it's like with the the satan the thing art. like it's made yeah. me like i've like been like yeah Satan, but like i'm never like yeah satan like <laughs> organically in my soul like i've never been like that. yeah like, I don't it is like a default, satan, right? yeah. default yeah. thing like the metal head and you're just like yeah dude i'll, I'll go with satan every time like, dude, anytime satan, satan's in the mix i'm on i'm on that team yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly it's like dude, that guy that music is behind it dude satan's the I, sickest dude yeah <laughs> I, I want to I want to press it a little further, actually, which is like coming from punk. Mm-hmm. I don't want my metal or any music to be like just pure entertainment or like just mm-hmm. it has to it has to mean something more than that. Mm-hmm. Oh, and sure. so the first yeah. metal that I got into, like death metal, was like Nile and the mythology of Nile was so deep in research. And that mm-hmm. was something I could get into. And then Decrepit and Bill's lyrics, that was so like metaphysically interesting. And like, you know, that was so cool. And there's still like a standard that I feel like has to be hit. Otherwise, I'm like, yeah, it's kind of just pure entertainment. And I like appreciate the musicianship, but like the highest and cynic and all these bands, like the best death metal bands tap into something that like punk doesn't really hit where it's like yeah, kind of well, beyond politics, but it's more at like the, the center of. Well, yeah. 
soul or mm-hmm. spirit or whatever. That's a good so, point too. And yeah. you, you can also compare that to go against gore lyrics or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, but I think for me, I mean, I, I mean, suffocation like is a kind of a band where like, I remember like the, the lyrics were very interesting, like about like yeah. mental manipulation and this of that and religion and like, you know, all kinds of shit and, you know, fucking it becomes ro- like a way ro- of robots and conduit of, the of these like masculine feelings we have. And it's like a, mm-hmm. yeah. a nice way to get, you know, process them and stuff. And I, I, I now like really appreciate that. I listen to like, you know, one percent IQ slam all the time now. Yeah. So okay. whatever. But <laughs> <laughs> I feel like. It's like different with death metal and black metal. It's like, you know, the, you, you hear all those stories with the black metal stuff where it's like, like, whoa, those guys really take it seriously, dude. Like, Jesus. Oh, yeah. well, what Settle if you down, find out that, you know, what if, you, what if we finally thing. get Alex on the show and talk to him about the lyrics and Cannibal and he's got like a deep metaphorical reason for every single song that he's written and, <laughs> yeah, and he actually has like, like deep thought in every single one of them and he's like, like allegorical but like, fucking yeah. <laughs> yeah but they but they are that's like art for what they do like it, it's so good it's so well done like you can't get skinned skinned to liquid or whatever it's called you can't yeah. get that without just cannibal being what they are the whole time they've been what they are and like that song is it needs to exist you know if, it's like if it's cannibal like, ever came get got rid of the gore it would be an uprip yeah you don't like everybody would yeah. fucking yeah. freak yeah, out yeah yeah well, it's but like we want the we want the like, yeah. like pissed fucking like stabbing stuff like yeah they're, they're yeah. super stabby they're super Can, stabby cannibals like a <laughs> hellraiser <laughs> movie yeah it's like a hellraiser movie you're not gonna like want a hellraiser movie to come out with someone getting yeah. skinned or something or like you know crazy yeah. my my point is just coming from punk this was the kind of shit you had to deal oh yeah with. Like, exactly this is the hurdle oh, sure. to get over yeah yeah, yeah. Totally. not totally there was an and, extra step totally. for you guys to get mm-hmm. past to be able to listen yeah. to it yeah yeah and not only that but like there's there's a certain like non-zero amount of i don't want to say animosity but like punks kind of chafed with with metalheads like it's like kind of a historical like not not a cohesion you know so it was like not that that played all that much into my decision to like explore metal but i was aware of it it was at least something that i like thought of now and then before i really dove into it and but yeah that's I appreciate you highlighting that because yeah, it definitely was all these things were factors that were at play at the time. I mean, just doing this podcast, like I've noticed that like the, a lot of people's avenues into metal have either been, I mean, there's two avenues. It's like mm-hmm. either through new metal or through punk. Like yeah. there's, there's two avenues where that starts. It's like they take one route, like depending on where they were influenced by, mm-hmm. and then they want to go crazier, crazier in whatever specific genre of punk or new metal or whatever. Like well, the, the old, old school you know. way was like thrash kind of right. You know, like, mm-hmm. Yeah, old school. Yeah, yeah. As we're, far as we're like just my, a little my younger, generation, so. yeah. So, like, exactly. you think it go back but, even further? It went punk, then crossover, hardcore, mm-hmm. yeah. thrash. You know. Yeah, but I wasn't but even old enough taken, to go from thrash to. I know a know. lot of people that took the like the punk it was punk everything, yeah. and then I was now more they're punk. Oh, yeah, yeah. Casey yeah, and yeah. David and much people like That's I know. True. But I wonder how many times we've said punk on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just heard it like yeah. seven times in the last punk. three. It's seconds. Meaning to lose its meaning now. <laughs> We're really getting to the heart of this matter. <laughs> ah, you're, you're making me realize things about myself I didn't even know. <laughs> wow. Therapy. I thought this was about you guys, and now I'm like having this whole <laughs> moment of yeah. realization. Uh, hey man, uh, that's what we're yeah, here man. for. The classic. That, I mean, the album is amazing. Desolate. So we what got are the, maybe the yeah, lyrics go. like about on that? Like, what's about like the theme? Since we're talking about, uh, if would you the themes on the album? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Well, it's like, uh, like many of them are like pretty heavily like allegorically like portrayed, but like it's it's mostly like personal stuff, like. Uh, 
at least from like from what we've been discussing earlier I, you can probably like deduce from like what sort of yeah what sort of view of the world you know i was coming from while writing them did your but illness make it in there at all yeah yeah for sure yeah, for sure yeah. Yeah, yeah and like loads of other stuff as well but it's like but sort of like the idea of how like both the uh like the album cover and the uh, and the theme of the lyrics would sort of play together was like to uh to sort of set the lyrics in in like a world that would be really similar to like Iceland and sort of like the uh like the rural places of the country because like 80% or something of the country is like inhabitable no like uninhabitable Mm-hmm. Or is un- that what you uninhabited. Say? Yeah, yeah, Unin- sort of, yeah. Sort of. And I, no, it's like it, you can't live there. Like it's oh, impossible. you can't hit that. Live yeah, there. yeah. Okay. It's it's like it's just it. Yeah, you got it right you know? the first time. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. So that was like sort of the idea to like, uh, like uh, set something in that world. And I'm sorry like to take it back to that, that but what is the reason for that? Mostly just the terrain or the weather. Yeah, like. It, it's both that and it's also just like like dealing with the weather and how this country is is sort of just is mm-hmm. is tough like every day like it's i know that icelanders like if they would hear me say this they would be like what's he talking about like it's a pussy you know <laughs> <laughs> because this is like a very like hard working like if if you like well, that's have the any... type of country that builds that resilience sure yeah that, and yeah, going that's... back to the heritage like all that it's totally, like built totally. into yeah. the human the human it from that area is like one specific type of human just upgraded over centuries yeah yeah, yeah. You know? for sure for sure mm-hmm. uh, so like like i often have conversations still with people like so like you think it's like everything here is just working out fine. Like, for example, like I've gone to the NAM show like every year, like for a while. Like I, I work at a music store, like me and my dad uh, opened a music store like 10 years ago oh, yeah. or something. And and, and like uh, and I work still at that store. But uh, uh, like so I, every time I've come back from Cali, I've been like, what am I doing here? Like this this is just insane you know this doesn't make any sense but like i'm like totally aware of of the appeal of iceland and everything but like just like the uh, communal day-to-day stuff is hard here you know mm-hmm. so like and it gets tired like really tired and especially like during the winter time where it's just dark just 24 7 you know and it, it just it just it gets in your head like and every, what no matter what like people will tell you that it's like yeah you totally get used to it you know you, you don't get used to it. it's just mm-hmm. it's it's just not like hospitable for for humans <laughs> you know totally dude i mean yeah. if you get all your vitamin d from the sun you don't have sun then Everybody should be taking supplementing vitamins. Well, yeah, like, they were talking like, about like a like a at the gates like Suicide Nation, you know, like Sweden stuff. How like foggy yeah, yeah. and like not sunny. Like it was like one of the suicide capitals of the world because there's not like sun and light. You know, so people were like, yeah, get depressed and you start getting your own. You know, so so yeah. strange we are. Totally, so, totally. So str- we, go. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's it's but yeah. So the idea was mainly to like. Uh, because you know alongside all of my like personal problems both like uh, in terms of my illness and others uh, these issues as well is just like sort of the the uh, like the flip side of it which is like the appeal of this country and how like 
how beautiful it is and how like enlightening it can be to like just travel and just just be basically like i drive to work and it's just like majestic landscape everywhere you know and like some days it's like yeah this is pretty cool but others Mm -hmm. is like how am i going to like i can't even see outside my window you know (laughs) like (laughs) i was talking about that actually my my brother is visiting right now and like literally like i live in a beautiful fucking area like people come flock here every weekend it's flooded with hundreds of thousands of tourists that want to come see it but um, I was showing him, you know, or showing his uh, his fiance just like some of the landscapes and stuff. And I was like, yeah, I used to drive by that. I told them I was like, I drive by this every time or every now and then and just don't even look <laughs> like yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. it's like it's like people get there and they're like, what the fuck is that? And I'm like, I'm just <laughs> yeah. going to work. I'm like, fuck that, dude. Like I've seen it like <laughs> 3000 times. Like I'm done. You know what I mean? Like it's one of those things where you get kind of like, I think I, I don't know if you feel like it's more uh, you're saying like the culture of uh, Iceland's kind of like kind of wearing you down but like just the i get i was telling him i was like i get so like kind of like over or desensitized to just like yeah, yeah, seeing sure, all the sure. shit constantly yeah. and anthony yeah. too like you like he lives in a beautiful fucking like one of the most beautiful places in california but like you wake up to it every day for mm-hmm. 30 years it's mm-hmm. like i still it's really here's the thing dude with my my situation yeah i was just thinking about all you guys no matter where we're at it's not going to be this extravagant looking place to us because we're so used to it. But the people from the outside, like me going to Santa Cruz, I fucking love going to your house. Did you got an amazing spot that you're at right now? You it's, it's the same way. So it's just like you're in this routine, but I will say that driving to work, dude, I never once don't acknowledge how beautiful the ocean is when I'm coming down faster to get to highway one. I always have to look out at the ocean yeah driving down well i acknowledge it but like in like a fucking like a punk rock way you know what i mean like <laughs> like i know it's there i'm all like i know it's there and but like i'm i'm, I'm cognizant of, of like you know like and it's it's i've left here twice because of it just like because of like you know i'm, I'm just like okay like i get it you know like it's like i i you know i've seen it every day and like people come here and they're like baffled by it and like this is the most beautiful thing but like i've seen it so many times you're just I'm tired like, of the kooks bro you're just tired of the kooks, kooks dude <laughs> fucking surfer kooks but no it's just uh yeah just you know it's just desensitization desensitization but uh it's just one of those things that where you just you know you constantly see it and you're just like but i'm, I'm cognizant of not looking at the ocean like i'll sometimes not look at it because i'm in a bad mood or something but i'm, I'm like uh, i know okay. i'm not looking at it i'm not like yeah like that's why I even brought it up is the you're fact like, that I'm like I know you're not that I getting didn't look. any love today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I know it's like don't even think about fuck, it. And I didn't turn my head, and that's like it's like that's how dark my life is right now. I'm like I'm not <laughs> sleeping on the couch tonight. Ocean. <laughs> like I got real problems. Dude. I didn't look at the ocean today, dude. So like I act not acknowledging it. You're like not acknowledging like purple yeah. amount. So, <laughs> so I like yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like to watch sometimes these like flyover high definition videos of like different landscapes of like certain countries and stuff and Greenland and Iceland and those ones are really sick to watch and uh the other day like I like put it on and then I had your music playing in the background as it was like flying mm-hmm. over Iceland I was like oh, dude, I'm getting a feel for the you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I think like, I think like that the uh at least like from where I'm coming from, I I really like feel like there's like a cohesion to how like this the music sounds and 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 the lyrics and and how the uh, how the country is as well. So like yeah. I, I it's it's probably hard to like pinpoint exactly, even though like the artwork and the lyrics mm-hmm. are definitely like directly influenced from the country. But there's like 
I've said this to the guys and they don't really agree with me, but like, I think there's like a, some like thread of like correlation between just Icelandic bands in general. Like if you have like a band like Sigros or, or like uh, Björk or, or whatever, it, there's still like some similarities. It's like, it's hard to maybe like say like, yeah, that's, it's that part here, you know, Mm-hmm. 225 or something but it's there's like this there's this vibe i think that just like continues so it's, it's that's it's cool dude very icelandic yeah. element you know so i mean you can still tell that you love where you're count you come from because you're tying it so deeply into your mm-hmm. music oh yeah f- for sure yeah for sure, yeah. For well, sure. Think, we're, su- we're super lucky to be where you know in these beautiful places and stuff and and like you kind of you kind of lose it a little bit being from there for so long but yeah like every now and then like what anthony was saying like you just gotta like I mean, that's really cool, too, what you're saying. Like, a lot of bands kind of have a similar kind of, like, vibe to them. Just being from this certain place, like, there's, it's not necessarily, like, you can't point out, like, what you're saying. Like, you can't point out, like, a certain part, but it's, like, it's mm-hmm. a vibe of the music. It's, it's kind of, like... Almost like a language, and and there are metalheads out there that can pick up on it and be, like... Well, I mean, like, before like, they the even Swedish knew, Ophidian and I was metal. from Iceland, they might but, be, like, oh, dude, yeah. they sound like they're from Iceland. But dude. it's so cool when you hear <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. and you're, like, hear this, and you're, like, what is this? And you're, like, they're from Iceland. You're, like, what the fuck? Like, it's That's just a cool so twist. sick. That's yeah, a cool and twist. it's something yeah. about it. Like, I hear that. Like, you know, like, when you hear, like, Swedish bands, they kind of have that sound, or, like, even sure, fin- yeah. Finnish bands, or, like... Mm-hmm. Uh, even you know like australian band like you know with psychroptic there's something about that sound that's just very mm-hmm, mm-hmm. unique to like it's just like oh they're they're from tasmania you're like it just fits in with the whole like vibe i mean i love it dude I, I, or yeah, like yeah, brazilian yeah. band or whatever dude any kind it just makes you you kind of like um, I, th- I feel like in your head you kind of like make it fit like psychroptic is yeah like, for sure for if, sure. if yeah. they told yeah, me yeah, they were from yeah, like completely fucking, like brazil or something I'd be yeah like, you'd be yeah, like that's brazil, you know what i mean right yeah so brazil <laughs> you know, you sure? you know I, mean? I know i know but yeah but like yeah that's definitely that's a good point because yeah a lot of these bands like yeah like a lot of the fun part of death metal especially like and and the cool part about doing this podcast right now is like I'm on it's on a Saturday for us. We usually don't do a Saturday. And I was like, I was my my brother's downstairs, like, well, why are you guys doing Saturday instead of Thursday? I'm like, dude, we got fucking banned from Iceland. And he's just all like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, I, and I was like, just like, yeah, I got a band from Iceland. And like I was like, just like trying to like get like back on par and like to be like able to talk again. Cause I was like, I was like, so what do we got now? We got <laughs> Germany, we got Iceland, we got Australia, Australia. Canada, Sweden, right? Do we have mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It's fun. Jeez, dude, yeah, yeah, fucking, we're getting the tentacles out there, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is so cool, man. I mean, oh, yeah, this, we love it. This we're opportunity stuck. to do this and just talk to you guys on a Saturday and like, I was so cool to like reach our fucking, yeah, like you said, tentacles out there and just like, oh, we're just touching another uh, the other side of the earth real quick. And I'm gonna go back <laughs> yeah. to my life when we're done, you guys <laughs> yeah, as well. Yeah. And then, you well, know, it's like part of my day. You know, it was like, like the coolest thing for me, like our friend Josh, who was just like sending us he like told us about you guys like i said and just sent us like the thing he kept hitting me da, da, da. and then like, a couple weeks later you know i was just like hey dude here's check it out we're gonna they're gonna be on we're like we're so stoked and he was just like what the fuck like <laughs> <laughs> so he's yeah. all stoked right now about it and yeah we're stoked yeah, about red. it so yeah, we, yeah we love your music and we're we were just so stoked to have you guys on and talk about it and stuff and we want people to know about it that's part of it too is yeah. like everyone needs to check this album out i mean it's, i'm just stoked that like it's so it's still so new to me so i'm like i don't even yeah. know the song yeah, yeah. yet like and, and yeah. right before the podcast because like you know i had a, a long night last night now I, I usually listen to the band before i go on the podcast so i threw it on my my alexa right before i came up mm-hmm. here 
And my brother's like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck is like? He was like, because he he showed me all yeah. my music. Like it's oh, cool yeah. that he's here. He's been here. You know, he's dude. We didn't we didn't even bring that up in it, that section of the. There was totally a part of that section where you could have brought that up. Yeah, I mean, it's like the older brother. He showed me like you know DS all the things, all the DS. I mean, he used yeah, to drum was, too. He used to be in like a like a. He's a guitar player. Oh shit! Oh no, yeah, no that was the big, the big muscle dude. Oh Matt, yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt's his yeah. best friend. Yeah, He's yeah. the one who played yeah. for Cephalic Carnage, right? Cephalic Carnage, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. It, like, it, they were like, what, what type of band were they? Sounding like when they were, jamming? um, well, towards the end, like you know, he's my my. My brother's always been like the trying to find the new thing. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like he wants to do mm -hmm. something different that no one's ever done. That's that's why I even got into this genre. He's, he, you know, like the '90s. He's all check out this new band. They're coming out, Dillinger Escape Plan, and uh, uh, fucking Mashuga. Check this out. And I was like, <laughs> I, I was like into my new metal phase. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like alien shit. Like I had mm -hmm. no idea what the fuck I was listening to. But he was always like, uh, he's always ahead of like what's going on. Um, but he was like Matt Loftus and him had a band that was improvisational de uh, death metal. It was like improv yeah, death metal. It's like back in the like 95, 96, they were doing it. Like they like go that. to shows and just like fucking it'd be a drummer and they just go and just jam, like fucking look at each other and just jam, you know, like that's what that's I want to do. Sick, I'm all yeah. about it. That's Joseph, what I'm saying. When yeah. you want to start yeah. this. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Do a show next. Dude, you want to play on the second? Dude, I have a show booked for my student fans, Joseph. <laughs> you just come down to OVC and we'll just improv, dude, for wait wait till i come back and then i'm down you know oh it's gonna to, be up here i'm gonna be up there for a oh, while yeah, oh fuck right. yeah yeah oh, shucks. next next oh, yeah. episode i'll be in santa cruz and for the next 10 or something so yeah, oh, yeah. but after okay. that we can get we can get we can get weird again i'll, I'll play my, sax for it for sure dude yeah. Well, props to your brother for doing that back in the day. I, I like forgot about that. Sick. No, he was like, I mean, like really influential. Actually, he showed me a band. I forget the name. He's all check out this band, dude. It's like from 94. And it was like a funk, brutal death metal band <laughs> that was from, from uh, New Mexico. He's all check it. It's called, I forget what it's called, but he showed it to me last night. I'm like, what the fuck is this? I've never heard anything as weird as this in my life. And they're like, yeah, they fucking, they they're now laughing dog now, which is like a, a relapse band. But oh, like I've heard, I've heard that name, yeah. Yeah, but like the, it was like members of that band was in this it's other still band. Funky. It was like a funk slap bass, but then it would go into like the most brutal DSI death metal, and then go like <laughs> old school like sick DSI style. And like it's I was like, like Candiria with the jazz and the hardcore. Exactly. And I was like, he's just got all these gems. I'm just trying to pick all the gems out before he takes off, you know. But uh, but fuck yeah, dude. You guys, sorry. <laughs> I'm, no, uh, that's all good. I'm going yeah, on. Totally, we're going totally. Dude. we're on the weeds so do you guys got any plans like to play or did you bring that up i can't remember we touched on that but any uh, no, shows or what's... there's not really anything planned like right now yeah but uh but of course like with with uh with the world hopefully getting back to like any resemblance of normal like yeah. we're definitely hoping to get back like and like continue because like the album was finished like almost two years ago like just mm -hmm. completely uh and we sort of like decided that like maybe we should like try and wait this out but yeah. then of course there was like a like a period where we sort of like yeah this isn't going anywhere you know anytime soon so it just makes sense to like release it basically we so, didn't even um, yeah. talk about how you guys hooked up with season of mist how'd that go down yeah uh yeah that was the like rakia the drummer uh, he has uh, like a black metal project, which he sort of founded like while we were working through our stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a really cool band. Helpful. What's, what's it called? 
Hill Hill nice. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really cool. Him and Simon are doing that like on the side. And, and I, I think they're working on a new album right now, actually. So, uh, so yeah, uh, like the festival that's in Iceland called Eisnöfler, which, which John came and, and, uh, and saw at, like, did you come twice or was it one time? Just once. Yeah. 2013. I believe. Yeah. 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 So like Michael of Season of Mist was like a frequent guest of their, like of theirs and like Walter at Roadburn as well. So like, it was sort of like, um, they had like a pretty good lineup of like industry people who like came and visited this festival. I think like that particular festival and like that selection of people was like really like important in being able to like establish Icelandic music abroad because like there was a long time like before that where like there was nothing visible like globally from Iceland. So that seems to be something that just sort of like happened almost like overnight, but like in two years, mm-hmm. like or so. So, uh, so yeah, like, uh, so we like knew Michael actually like the first time, like I met him, like, uh Ophidian was like we just got gotten back from that uh Wacken gig and Raki was like yeah so we'll do like so we'll do uh Ace Nobu as well and and then like I'm off to like beneath again and we're like sure yeah let's do it and like me and Simon like walked up to uh, Michael like after the gig uh, like the day after I think though and like Michael just like looks at us and he's like I already have the best technical death metal band in the world, Artspire. I don't need you guys. And we're like, mm. yeah, we're just going to say hi to him. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, greetings. Greetings. He's like, hey, fuck you. But then, like, but yeah, then like I got to know him later, and he's like a super cool guy. Like, so yeah, it's all it's all good, you know. But uh, but yeah, like so, Raki just hit him up basically, like pretty casually, and just because Michael is a drummer himself, so like they they've clicked like before on another level, and he just was super into that band, so he like released it there. And when we released, like when we had finished the album, we uh, like got in touch with like our current manager Ula uh, whom is like a former former uh, I don't know I don't remember what his title was but he used to work for uh, Century Media mm-hmm. uh, but like uh, he sort of like handled all of the communications in consideration for the release of the album and it's like A&R is that yeah basically yeah 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 so like there were a few other labels that were like on our radar as well but like you know it just made so much sense to do it with his season of mist because Raki already had like his connections with them and like super positive experiences like it's like a really cool team that they have there yeah, they've been amazing yeah totally and like yeah so it just there wasn't really anything else that made sense after like sort of like discussing that back and forth so we just just did that and we're super happy with it and nice dude like michael was like super stoked on the album as soon as he heard it he was like just yeah just like all in like from the get-go which is oh, yeah. like pretty cool to have like like the uh the head of a label 
be like that much and tool the bands, you know. Yeah, dude. So. And we're all in on it too, dude. I know. Fuck. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. another well, band I gotta get way into now. <laughs> I thought Yeah, I thought like I, you know, kind of had my heart on the or my hand on the pulse or whatever of like what's going on, like yeah, modern yeah. stuff. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. And then and I just heard your stuff and I'm like, everything I've been like writing or doing is just shit. Like, or it's like <laughs> not anything near this, dude. Definitely like, not, not shit, true. dude. It's going to be fucking not. rad. No, no. I've heard the new slaps, it's kind of like, it's kind of like in that movie, like, you know, Mighty Ducks, like D2. When like, they're like playing hockey and then like the Icelandic team comes in and just kicks their ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel, dude. That's good. <laughs> Perfect, dude. <laughs> no, I feel like well nowadays, like with, with technical death metal, I feel like because you know, like there's so many genres. There's we like have the a, knuckle a metal, puck, though, dude. We have the yeah, knuckle yeah, puck. yeah, the Sorry, knuckle. Sorry, that was does. late. No, that was so late. <laughs> I was trying to figure out what it was called, dude. I'm in my head, like, talking like slap, puck. Puck. slap, 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 fucking puck, dude. Uh, knuckle, knuckle, slap, fucking. <laughs> You're all the knuckle fuck, right? But uh, <laughs> no, but like there's like with like technical death metal, like you know, like there's so metal so genre specific and and there's like 50 genres in one genre kind of thing i feel like in the future like now with like hearing bands like you guys and hearing other bands like these crazy technical bands come out there's going to be like sub genres of technical death metal you know like yeah yeah, yeah. Like, i think there already yeah. is kind of and there's psychedelic mm-hmm. technical death metal or brutal technical but i'm saying like there's going to be like other it's like it's like a one of those like cascading like menus that like you click the little arrow and then it more shit comes down you know what yeah. i mean like it's gonna be like a de- like metal like flowchart. Like exactly. It's like <laughs> mm-hmm. you're gonna drop like technical death metal. Like here's the 15 genres in technical death metal. It's like yeah. This yeah, yeah. like because like you guys are of definitely like a unique style um, of like a bunch of influences and, and like you can hear it's like a I don't know what to call it besides I feel like used to call everything death metal back in the day now but now like sure, you don't yeah, want to yeah. call like technical death metal. I mean that's like unique as fuck. Like, yeah. Technical death yeah. metal. You know I mean mm-hmm. like yeah. it's gonna be like it's just gonna keep going to like fucking like keep cascading it's like this is technical fucking uh hip-hop death metal it's just gonna keep i'd like to hear that dude yeah (laughs) yeah no i definitely feel like you guys have a cool like unique style that's like i don't i I feel weird just classifying it as technical death metal you know what i mean like it's obviously technical but it's like there's another like what i was talking about with uh with uh phil from uh, a first fragment i was like you guys are like power tech death or something like yeah, 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 like it's like yeah. it's like a different style that I want to describe yeah. to people, mm-hmm. not just like mm-hmm. be like, oh, there's this band that are technical death metal. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's something well, it's brutal, definitely brutal. But it's I mean, I think that it's kind of like what Dennis from Spawn of Possession was talking about, where he's like, we always want to put something out that's like pushing like this gnarly limit, like that's just always being pushed. Mm-hmm. Like, and if we don't do that, then we're not going to even bother mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Thing. or it's a different project or whatever. And I feel like, and I was like hearing your stuff and, you know, and that like, it's obviously influenced by everything, just like all of us are, you know, we're always influenced mm-hmm. by different stuff, but that like unrelenting, just like pushing, pushing. And it's like, it's kind of like we're listening to spawn in a sense like that, where it's just so insane and rad and perfect. And then it breaks down so good. And it's just like, you're just like, like you're like, I'm not driving in my car and I'm like, what the fuck <laughs> dude? Like, dude, you should have seen those, 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 just to, to back up Casey about what he's talking about, like. I've never seen Casey and I don't want to, you know, shit on any past guests or anything. I'm not trying to do that, but I've never mm-hmm. seen Casey so excited about a band like sending me or sending us like, like so many fucking like, <laughs> dude, they're coming out like, like all the time. He was like so excited. Like, and I was like, had, I remember I heard you guys, like I said, on the run the radio kind of Spotify thing that came on. I was like, they're fucking yeah. insane. 
But like Casey was like so excited. He was like sending us like constant stuff. And I'm like, I haven't seen Casey like that in a long time. You know, that like, means a lot. That means I mean, coming from you guys yeah. too, like you are totally. have like no small pedigree. I mean, I listened to y'all's music growing up and like your influences are in there as well. So like you're part of it, like it, it for, truly. And so it, like hearing that like stuff from you guys pop. is super awesome. Well, that's Dude, amazing no, to hear too. You guys man. are onto Thanks, something, man. Dude. You guys are onto yeah. something that you guys are gonna. I feel like, like my prediction. It's not. I mean, I don't want to predict anything, but I feel like, like Black Dolly is gonna pick you guys up on a tour or something. I was, just, I was I thinking say that like fit that. perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That would I feel be like something. I'm gonna. Send, I'm, I, I'm gonna. Send, I'm just gonna send it to Trevor. He probably already knows. <laughs> yeah. you guys. Like he probably has like all your like like fucking posters and shirts. <laughs> like, yeah. like he's, he's, he's a rad like, dude. Yeah, yeah, he really sad, does yeah. a lot to promote the exactly. little guys, and we fucking yeah. like. Yeah. yeah, he's he definitely. Um, I think he's knew about Ophidian back during the first album. Yeah, like, exactly. that's how DP cuts it. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can't those show guys him anything. Are the best, dude. Like, those types of dudes who are in the upper echelon, the one percenters of death metal that still <laughs> can yeah. pay attention, mm-hmm. you know, to sure, every, yeah. what's going on in the underground because they know that they were in the, the underground. There's been multiple time. times where I try to show him something and he'll just like send me like a picture of like the album in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, here's here's me with the vocalist, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. Here's, here's me kissing his neck, dude. Fuck you. He's like, oh yeah, I, I, get, I sing a guest vocal on track three of that album. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like like Ethereum practice. Like it's a soul. Like Trevor was on a theory and practice song. And I'm like, theory and practice was like our underground gem that we had, you know, like yeah, that no one really knew about, you know, like this technical band that like is insane and that no one knows about and it's just all like oh we have a guest singer trevor and i'm like oh of course it is like, <laughs> i can hear i can hear the first song going in my head right now dude yeah yeah i haven't listened to it in a while amazing. dude i want to try to get those guys on that'd be weird hell that would be sick dude no, actually i'm i'm saying in a good I'm, way i'm Do facebook it. friends with the drummer so yeah Frederick. boom uh, yeah we'll, we'll work on that but yeah that'd For be sure. cool like the spawn of possession like like getting you guys on stuff and like seeing all your influences and stuff with, with spawn of possession and stuff like me like contacting Dennis and him like fuck yeah we're I'm down I was like I got like nervous it's getting like, re- out of yeah. everyone mm-hmm. like out of everyone that like any big time like fucking playing in front of thousands of people band Dennis coming on I was like fuck <laughs> well, like, dude, it, it's so funny yeah. that we're all, coming up on a year of this yeah. and we're still like whoa dude that was yeah that was easier than I thought it was going to be to get that big. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine because like seeing those, seeing like his name pop up was like right away, just like super intriguing. Just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Like such a great I dude thought that, too. Yeah, for, absolutely. And like, it was like almost surprising, like how, like to hear him like talk about all those things, totally. like so openly mm-hmm. because yeah. it's like, it's, it's a band that's like so clouded in obscurity and like has all this mystique about them because like it's just it's just a legendary band just like in the technical death metal world it's just the band at least in my opinion it's like they i know that everybody always talks about like necrophagists and like but like like spawn and necrophagists it's like those are the two to me those are the two like i would say i listen to cabinet more though dude yeah i was gonna say like spawn and position is just like oh yeah that's that's, my that's way better my favorite death metal band that's my favorite if i had to pick one death metal band that would be it um like our i still like remember so well like the first time that i heard the last by lash that was like yeah like i've i've never been like the sort of guy that like uh, like learns an album in full by a band or something but like i heard that song and i was like I am pretty sure that there's no way that I could get anywhere close to this, but by learning this, you know, yeah, and like yeah. I spent like 
like dedicated hours just to learn that song because like I listen to it and just this is just crazy like yeah. in all the best ways mm-hmm. <laughs> totally know? it's madness but it's like orchestrated as fuck you know what yeah, I mean like yeah it's totally old like, madness for sure one Super band that I want to bring up now that I'm uh actually I'm, I'm gonna try to get them on remember remember Anata yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like mm-hmm. I want to get like I want to actually because they're like a defunct not project anymore it'd be really like, cool did- to get them on right john weren't you like writing something about that band like the other day like yeah that's simon oh yo oh that's simon oh okay yeah Yeah. we're we're like doing like an article for yeah some something i don't remember what i feel like that would be kind of like one of those dennis spawn things if i can get anata on like get like frederick from anata like on there i mean i was friends with them back in the day like just online but like yeah i trace it back to you you turned me on to them what was the first one uh yeah, I forget what it's called. I, I forget, but, but the blue one, the, with the blue that, one, the our, what is it? Our conductors, conductors departure. Yeah, like that album, like, dude, if you like me being a deaf guy, like only having one ear, <laughs> that's one of those ones that, like, if you listen to that album with one ear, it's just like there'll be parts where it's just all ding, ding, <laughs> and like the other guitars like like bouncing off of it. Yeah, like yeah. it's a completely different album with one ear. <laughs> like it's like they're going, they're bouncing off each other with all these weird harmonies and stuff. Um. I, I'll uh, like I'm the first fucking uh, Unearth album. They have a song called My Desire, and yeah. they're like they're they're bouncing they're, like one side's doing mm-hmm, a note every mm-hmm, time. Mm-hmm. But yeah. like if you only hear like one side of it, it sounds yeah, like, yeah. like weird as fuck. You know? Yeah, it doesn't like, translate. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> yeah. And well, like, I learned to have to listen that way because I'd have to have one ear open at work to make sure no fucking car is gonna fall on me or something. Yeah, so yeah. I, I actually had to like I would listen to an album and then like later on I'd go purposefully the other ear just to have a different experience <laughs> just memorize well, having, how having each a, ear sounds and just exactly. play it in your head having john and daniel on okay so we talked about like you know like getting dennis on that was like a, a gold mine or something what if, if you guys could pick one guy in the tech that we haven't that you haven't heard us do like just some like gem like Who hidden gem hear out from? there yeah yeah, yeah like because the nada one was like I was like, damn, that's going to be sick. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know that would be like a big deal, a big splash. But like, I want like, like what I'm trying to think of, like, what would be like the big, like underground that all the tech death nerds know all about, like the ourselves. Yeah, yeah, well, exactly. Like, there are a few that like, because, because the like the genre being so like obscure still, even though there are bands that have like penetrated towards like, I don't know what you say, like, uh, like, you know mainstream mainstream death metal you know mm-hmm. i don't know but yeah like decapitated yeah, like, kind of thing like like starting yeah, off like yeah, super technical exactly. going more like yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 exactly yeah but they're like there are so many who have, who have just taken like the spawn route where they just like then just went on to like regular living and just yeah, yeah. and just did something totally different just totally. late floors or something yeah but like i, I know that like like even though it's like not a particularly old band or anything with like probably not a lot of history but like like Anton Sweden from like Surreption like the, uh, yeah, the first that's what I was going to say that, too that, yeah. that that was like that like that guy still like intrigues me a lot because like it, there's just like these few videos of him and like just those were like I remember like seeing them the first time and it was like this is like 
so tight so that it just doesn't make sense. Well, to be know? honest with you, like uh, as far as like disruption goes, like you hear it in so many bands now. Like mm-hmm. the yeah, yeah, yeah. style has been like yeah. actually adopted by like absolutely. I, I mean, I'm like Entheos and stuff. I'm like, that's, yeah. you get like you got disruption stuff in there and like uh, Zenith Passage, Passage is very yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. like all these bands are coming from like disruption, like, but they're yeah. you know, it's like it's kind of a big influence in a lot of these new bands. And yeah. uh, it's like a style. It's like almost like a style change, like when Meshuggah came out and like started doing something. Like, Sur- yeah. I feel like Surruption has that kind of, kind of that that pa- that pause stuff. With, it's like it's like a it's like a break with the double bass going kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's like it's, it's mm-hmm. groovy. You have to do this to it though. Yeah, like, yeah, your yeah, head yeah, has yeah. To move like yeah. this to it. You know, like <laughs> it definitely like it's a different like going back to like the different genres of technical death metal. Like that's that's a newer one that I feel like it's like, going to be a catchy one. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Surruption yeah. definitely. Surruption yeah. tech. I agree. I yeah, agree. Yeah. Like and and also like the the uh, like the new Zenith Passage song, which is of course like a, probably just like a surreption worship, but it's like a totally. it's an awesome song. It's just mm-hmm. like oh, yeah, it was on repeat like in my car yeah. for like forever. You know, still. Justin's no, I, I, very I, controversial, dry, dry tone that just yeah, I know. can't fucking s- stop bobbing your head to it. It's no, we yeah, always yeah, yeah. Uh, me, Joseph, and uh, and uh, Trevor, and Justin, and uh, Derek went to seated between the bear to me in L.A. and he's uh, and Justin walked up to me he's like what do you think about the new track i was like dude it like tickles me dude like that's a good way to describe it yeah yeah it's like those riffs are just like like there's something about those riffs though as well because like the guys in my other band in Messer, which is like more like like on the hardcore side of things uh-huh. but it's still really heavy uh like those are those guys are like overall like not that much into death metal but i showed them like the scene of passage song when we were in the studio the other day and like all of them were like what band is this like this <laughs> yeah. this is this is really cool <laughs> so yeah, like even style that, that like, makes like, you move your head differently like yeah, remember, like, like touring like, with uh animals as leaders like everyone <laughs> like like when because they were brand new and they were opening like before us animals was opening mm-hmm. and like and watching <laughs> the crowd like they all moved their like head a certain way yeah it, was, yeah, it wasn't yeah. like it wasn't this it was like exactly <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. And like i was like oh shit you're on to something groove. Like, it's like yeah. groove, yeah. but in a new way yeah. like totally it's but hidden it, it's a hidden groove almost and then your yeah. body just knows what to do like your body yeah. goes yeah, like, all right. yeah yeah it's just something natural yeah it just mm-hmm. has like a universal appeal it's exactly super cool yeah but yeah like you should get like uh you could also you like do you remember the bass player from like uh, spawn of possession like erland kasperson which played with like, oh yeah like yeah. a million other bands as well yeah yeah like, we toured with them yeah in oh, really? okay. in vile yeah he yeah. played in vile on our my only our our actually tour. odious is only full-length tour yeah 2006 okay. cool yeah Blood amazing Blood. he's probably Blood. the best would you would you say he's the best death metal bass player can we just say it out loud he's fucking insane dude and and like he, him and forest so it's like a fight between him and forest right would you say those are the two i was talking about this last yeah. night with someone i was like someone brought it up to me they're like who's the best death metal bass player i'm like fuck i don't know uh, er- erling can party better than whoever you're about to say though so yeah erling can black out <laughs> erling wins like dude not, <laughs> yeah, exactly. not the vulture yeah oh the vulture is up Jeff there too. Can party too dude so but Erlen's like on a different like it's listen like to a, me i'm like i'm not even judging these people on how they play their instrument i'm just like dude he could fucking party dude. <laughs> well, watch it, well, yeah, yeah. well trevor well watching trevor because trevor's a bass player like my my best friend roommate guy over here he's a bass player and he like watches those bass with me and he's like watches early and he's like that's not like what the fuck is those that? spawn like, videos oh. that he yeah. recorded he does those the four fingers the four geez. fingers like he yeah, was like yeah. it's yeah. perfect nice, time 
like feel like a conversation about death metal basses would be remiss to not acknowledge Scott Plummer, though. Rip. Uh, that guy was from oh, Irania. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. guy was a Fuck fucking yeah. madman. Totally. Yeah, sick. Totally. I remember like being younger, it was like seeing the origin bass player. Remember when like, uh, yeah. Mike, yeah, yeah, Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. seeing Mike yeah, like live, yeah, you're like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, he's just like he's like doing all those like super like gnarly twitches, and you're like, Jesus, like yeah. Yeah, it's just like I don't know, but like Erlin to me, like he's an Igor now. You guys know Igor, like yeah, yeah, a yeah. fucking insane yeah. band. Like he's in Spawn of Possession. Yeah. He's in like mm-hmm. he's in like the things, you know. Like he's in all like the mm-hmm. upper the echelon yeah, of everything. Yeah. His you know? previous bands are interesting as fuck. Totally. So what, was some, what were those bands' names? I want to say Doctor Pickle or some shit like yeah, that. something like <laughs> yeah, that. It's like dude, a fucking right? Mister Bungle, fucking like. Kind of totally. band, like all over the place, avant-garde, funky. Fucking He'd have that like one, shit. that one instrument that's got like that metal pole sticking up and like with a you put your hands oh, yeah, in and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you yeah, do all that yeah. shit. No, he's he's Richard could fuck with one of those. He was fucking with those at Dan's house. We, we're way in the weeds, dude. I'm yeah, like yeah. now I'm bringing up going to Dan Eggers' house in Oakland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Erlen gave me a CD though of his like funk project. I think that's what it was. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like I think I still Pickle, have it somewhere. Doctor Pickles or yeah, yeah, it's something like a burn like, CD. close to that for sure. I know yeah, the pickle no, thing is right. Or I'm, yeah. I might be wrong. I don't know. Either yeah, like, way, dude, if Doctor yeah. if Doctor Pickle is not a band name, like at this point, like it needs to be. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm gonna say on that. <laughs> the next odious <laughs> album is gonna be Doctor Pickle. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh man! Well, fuck, fuck yeah. yeah, guys! Should we wrap this one up? I gotta help. Yeah, you got you got out. family stuff. Yeah, yeah. I looked it up. It's it's not shit. a pickle. It's Mr. Cucumber. Dude, <laughs> Mr. Cucumber. Uh, but that starts off. It ends up with that's, a pickle. It's though. not it's quite pre, a pickle it's yet. It's pre-pickle, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's pre-pickle, dude. <laughs> Mr. Pre-pickle, dude. <laughs> it's post cucumber. <laughs> oh, we could do a follow-up band. Yeah. 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 So wait, it was Mr. Cucumber. Mr. Yeah. Cucumber. Professor totally. Pickle. That yeah. shit was dope, dude. Yeah. I had it on an old iPod that took a shit. Mm. You sent it to me after that tour, actually. Are any iPods still working? Mine's. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've mine. got one. I've got you got one? one? Okay. Yeah, I yeah. Like four my airplanes. Yeah. Works I think nice. there's yeah. there's some. I probably already brought it up, but there's dudes that like or chicks or whoever, whatever you. <laughs> call yourself um they work on ipod there's there's places that you send it in and they'll do the whole deal yeah yeah battery and stuff yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. oh okay okay and it's not that expensive dude i think it's less than 70 bucks damn trevor's always been like fuck spotify it's all about the ipod and that was like i miss it dude i miss mine yeah i had a zune i was a fucking weirdo zune yeah (laughs) yeah yeah throwback damn Fuck yeah. Well, dude, cool guys. You guys are fucking rad. Fucking had so much fun with you guys, yeah, dude. So sick. Totally. Oh, yeah. Thank you Live so much for guys. having us. This is me. Yeah, I can't wait to look. Yeah. After this is over, I'm literally going downstairs and putting your album on. Fuck like, yeah, dude. Awesome. With man. my brother, because I heard like yes. a few songs. I mean, I heard that one song, but then I heard a few songs right before I came up here, and I was like, what the fuck? And then I had to come up here like right after that. Yeah. <laughs> dude, <laughs> like, oh, like my brain's like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. And like, like, you know, like I was saying, as the album goes on, it kind of like explores different things, you know, cool. and just. It gets like there's some really heavy parts and really sick. Oh, dude, what's that one riff on that one song? It's like, and he goes, then it comes in, then you all come in like, it's like one of the last song or one of the, not the last song, but like, he's speaking Ripponese is rusty. Yeah. Ripponese right now. Yeah. I think you're talking about, just, I think it's like the second to last song on the album. Yeah. I think so. I think I know what you're talking about. Jupiter. Yeah. I love that more than one person knows Ripponese because Dallas is the first time I heard it. 
Riffanese. I gotta find dude. it right now. I have to find it. <laughs> I think he might have said Riffanese, but I still I don't. Yeah. I go between Riffanese. I, th- I thought it was Riffanese. Is it Riffanese? No, Riffanese makes exactly it makes more sense. <laughs> it's the same sense. Like no, Riffanese is better. It's tomato, tomato. <laughs> no, oh, it's Dominion eyes. Dominion yeah. eyes. Mm. I think that one. I think that's the. I mean, I don't know if that's the. I'm, I'm uh, correlating. Yeah, it. it's like the, like the, like the breakdown in that. That, yeah, that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a sick riff, dude. That's a good one. Case yeah. is like, could you get a guitar and play it right now? I mean, <laughs> if you want to? <laughs> you can if you want. <laughs> no, I gotta yeah, cut, guys. Tough. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we I can suck on. Watch some good guys. Yeah, you guys wrap that shit up. You guys can do a post pod. I got my. I got family waiting, like sitting on a couch. Yeah, you do too. <laughs> we got two family situations. They're gonna enjoy his birthday. Too. He's on the couch right now. Now he gets he to hear some Icelandic death metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for giving us your right guys' a Saturday dude. afternoon too. Prime oh, time yeah. Saturday oh, time. Dude. Our dude. Oh yeah. It, totally so worth it, dude. Totally yeah. worth it, dude. Mm-hmm. Um fuck yeah, everybody. Subscribers. I love you guys. I love all the new people that have come across because of Ophidian. If you if you haven't subscribed, hit that button, all that good shit. Um Joel, tell your brother happy birthday and Ray John yeah. again. It's also and, my uh, nephew's birthday. He's two today. Nice. Oh, Shout out nice. to Jake. Nice. Young nephew. Get it, Jake. Your metalhead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Daniel and John, thank you so much, dude. Yeah. Um, thank you so much, dudes. Guys. Yeah, thank you. And uh, you guys have an awesome rest of your night. Na- well, Daniel, you're, you're fucking, what is it, midnight? Yeah, One yeah, o'clock yeah. in the morning now for you now? It's yeah, like it's like, like Monday right now where Daniel is. <laughs> 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 Uh, called out of work uh, nice dude killer all right rock on guys we got some really cool stuff for you guys in the future we will disclose it in the future uh have a great weekend don't puke on yourself like joel did last night and we'll see you next week what thursday friday next week rock on